Hey, when does the show start? Okay. Okay. It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, here it is, a Friday, the 5th day of May, Cinco de Mayo, hola, como estas, 2023, thanks for being here, my name's Jason Bailey, Nikki D is uh, taking care of her daughter on her daughter's birthday back in Atlanta, Georgia, so we have the pleasure, and we are lucky enough to have for the next four hours our midday rock star, Mickey, so thanks for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm a, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and then there's Nelson. Mucho gusto, Bailey. Mi amo, Senora Hicks. That's all I remember how to say from Spanish class. <laughs> what the hell is Senora Hicks? Um, I just said to you, pleased to meet you, Mr. Bailey. My name is Mrs. Hicks. Oh. <laughs> that was her name. That's what I can remember. Oh, man. That's great. That's what I remember from. <laughs> I was like, I know, some, I know some Spanish, but I don't think that's... I don't know where the I don't know where the Hicks stuff comes in. Yeah, it's All Mrs. Right. Hicks. <laughs> uh, here's your phone number if you'd like to participate in the next four hours. Hope you do. 916-909-0985. You can always listen on the Odyssey app. Get our podcast after the fact. Also on thebaileyshow.com and on social media. Give us a follow. We'll follow you back at Listen to the BS, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Also on the YouTube at The Bailey Show. Uh, Aerosmith tickets to give out to you. You pick it here uh, for nothing personal. At about 3.50. Also, you could take the Brews and the Burbs, where you can join Nikki D. and Nelson on Saturday, May 20th. Uh, and, um, oh, oh, band class. You know what? I forgot to give you a song. Totally oh. forgot to do that. Well, and I remembered, too, and then I forgot it. Yeah, because you brought it up yesterday, and I meant to say something at the end of the show. I sh- it's scatterbrained. I'm telling you, my family's in town. And they, you, Mickey, you missed, uh, my, my. I brought my wife up here to say hi to you. What? I know. And I, I know. Mi- you know what? I live vicariously watching you post on social and that's it. I would love to actually meet her and the kiddos. Oh, you you haven't met? I thought you met. No. Oh. Well, we'll have to uh do something. Yeah. Yeah. We t- well, they they come they came into town just for the weekend and I brought her up here to say hi to everybody. And uh you know, we wake up this morning and she you know, they're we got got to feed them, right? Mm-hmm. It's part of the deal. <laughs> and so I take them to Mel's. It's our go-to. Now, if Nikki D were here, she'd be like, I don't know. I ain't like, hate no Mel's. Hate Mel's. She's not a big fan of Mel's. <laughs> Love Mel's. You know what? I got $20 off. Did you? Because what? of the app? Because of the app. There you it love is. that app. Because of the app. Do you have the Mel's app? I do not. Oh, you got to get the Mel's app. Oh, God. <laughs> they give you notifications. every. It says uh, I'm 62% on the way to getting another $20. It's very oh exciting. I don't know if anybody in Sacramento gets as excited about Mel's as I do. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Mel's by my house. Uh, yeah, it's great. Do you have the app? I have the app. You got me to get the app. I know. That's just how I roll. All right. So Cinco de Mayo, um, just to, if you don't know what Cinco de Mayo is, there is a teacher that decided to break it down for what, this would be a Gen Z. Yeah, she's going to do it and she's going to talk like Gen Z talks essentially. So that they Gen Z would be what? What age? What age? Um, I think the millennials start, end at the millennium. So I think Gen Z starts somewhere around 01 to 03, right? Right in there. I would say that's right. Yeah. So my daughter's a Gen Zer, for sure. Seventeen, eighteen years old. Yes. Yep. Okay. So yes. that's who this woman's talking. Almost to. Almost twenty. Huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me let me hear how she explains it. So it's May 5th, 1862, a.k.a. Cinco de Mayo, and the French are about to mess around and find out. Entonces, time for the chisme. So at this point, Napoleon III is the leader of France, but not like OG short king Napoleon Bonaparte, but his nephew, right? And Mexico has been having like some personal... Is this real? Yeah, this is. she's in class. Someone else is filming it. Is this how you have to teach kids? I, well, this is how they talk. So you have to talk like them in order. I don't remember. Mickey, you and I are both Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a teacher going, I got to tell you, Cinco de Mayo, let me tell you, the first war uh, where the Mexican army beat the French was rad. You know, they didn't Ever. use, <laughs> right? They didn't use lingo. No. Yeah. And, and then, then, like, Napoleon came and was like, gag me with a spoon. <laughs> right. Oh, I, me- I remember gag me with a spoon. <laughs> None of those words were ever spoken in class. As a matter of fact, if you spoke those words in class, you would get beat up. I was going to say, because it was a flip. It was the whole, you could get hit with a ruler. You, there was paddling that was involved. We had to succumb to the way adults told us. And now it's flipped, and the adults are trying to figure out what the kids are doing. And the sad thing is, is the adults are us. Yeah. You know, yes. the, we're the ones that want it. <laughs> you know, there was a time that we're the ones that are like, no, you got to buy. You. Okay, I guess I'll give in. And now we've given in to the kids. Yeah. So that's why you got to do this. All right, continue. Please. King Napoleon Bonaparte, but his nephew, right? And Mexico has been having like some personal cash flow issues. So they had borrowed money from France. But now the French are being petty and they mobbed all the way over here to have a fight about it. So. They wow. mobbed all the way over here. Is that a word? Uh-huh. What's mobbed mean? Well, that means I mean, they, I know came, what... well, they came like a mob. That's oh. exactly what you think. They mobbed on over. My daughter has not used mobbed. I've not heard mobbed. <laughs> is bougie in this conversation? Uh, I don't Louise. think she says bougie, no. Uh, is Gucci. <laughs> no, she didn't say that everything was Gucci. The either. French came over looking Gucci before they started <laughs> to fight the Mexican. I've heard these words around the dinner table. Uh-huh. All right. How much longer is this? I mean, I've got a, up to another 50 seconds if you want more of it. I, bu- I pulled, it's only a minute clip, so give I pulled me, the whole thing. Give me right. a little bit more. Uh-huh. My cheeks are clenching. Puebla, the French think that they're going to ratio the Mexicans, but then General Zaragoza pulls up and it's like, skirt, uno reverse, and Mexico gets the dub. And- okay, the so when dub. She- <laughs> that's funny. I like that. So when she says ratio, that's a term that's used negatively online when you think you've made a good point, like on Twitter, right? And then you have more comments than you do likes or retweets. Uh, and you're ratioed then because you've obviously done something stupid. Because in those cases. Gotcha. So they thought oh. that they were going to have more troops. Mexico, uno, reverse is what she's saying. Right. And so they did not get wow. ratioed, in fact. Well, so, okay. Can your brain take any more of this? No, I don't. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Thank you, though. Thank you for pulling that. I appreciate no it. Problem. I really do. <laughs> and I'm sure the half a million people that have viewed this on TikTok are appreciated as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no problem. That's you know, that's the way she's got to get through to the kids. That's fine, you know, because everybody grows up thinking that Mex- uh, Cinco de Mayo is a Mexican Independence Day. And it's mm-hmm. not. Nope. It's not. It's like September sixteenth. Actually, in Mexico, they don't even celebrate Cinco de Mayo. No, they don't. It's not a thing. It's just for us. It's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's an excuse to drink. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but same like St. Patrick's. Like, what? What? what, what how did we get here? Like, wh- who was the guy that first said, "Hey, I've got an idea. Let's celebrate Mexico Mexican Independence Day." A couple oh, months shy right. of the actual day, 
and it's going to be a huge moneymaker, but I'm really doing it because I have a problem with my with drinking. That's probably Hallmark. You know, everything's everything you can bl- blame back on Hallmark, except there's no cards for Cinco de Mayo. See, this is the problem, right, with our country. We don't have anything of our own. We make stuff up. Like, <laughs> I like it. We don't, we, we, it's not like we don't have enough holidays. Let's just make something up. So I don't even know where, uh, I talk about this every year on the radio, and I always forget. I don't even know where it started. I just know that it's not the actual Mexican Independence Day, no. and in Mexico, they don't care. So it's just the 5th of May there. Just the 5th of May. Yeah. And there are people, uh, I saw some of our coworkers at lunch, walking across the street to some Cinco de Mayo party. I was one of them. Oh, you were there. I was just making face to go with the group. I didn't eat, but, you And know. everybody had roadies, you know, they're, they're walking back with their margaritas, yeah. and I'm like, do you people work in this state? <laughs> 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 hey, it's Friday. It's Friday. It's you a job with benefits, man. Yeah. They're staggering across. The- At least one of them was sober, but the other two were staggering. I was hitting with my truck. They're bumping into signs. Like, Where are you guys coming from? Totally forgot today was Cinco de Mayo. They're like, we're at some big uh, fiesta. Like, you drunk? Rawr. Now it's time for a siesta. Now it's time for a siesta. Yeah, then they came back and they curled up in the corner and went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on in this building? <laughs> I love right. it here. Uh, all right, 916-909-0985. What I failed to mention uh, is we got some code words for you. So Aftershock is going to be huge. And I know a lot of you want to go. Well, we have an opportunity for you to go VIP style. And also stay in a hotel so you're not sleeping in your hatchback, right? So I got a couple more code words. Mickey gives them out every midday. And we've got a couple uh, still to give out this afternoon, like right here in a couple seconds. So when you hear the voice guy tell you what to do, go to krxq.net and follow directions. All right. When we return, uh, some more information on how they were able to get the alleged serial killer at UC Davis and Nelson's relationship with that person. Possibly. <laughs> Give us a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. My name's Jason Bailey. Filling in for Nikki D is Mickey. Yo, yo. Our midday rock star. And Thank there you. is Nelson. Nikki, uh, she did the red eye back to Atlanta for the weekend to celebrate her daughter's birthday. Remember, like, when we moved out here, a couple, I guess it's been a couple months now, like, we left our families everywhere like back there not everywhere but back there you know nelson <laughs> left nelson left his family back in omaha i left my family back in atlanta nikki left her family back in atlanta and we just like trust bailey let's go to sacramento yep. <laughs> so far so good but we still you know have to take care of business right like i have to go back in a couple of weeks for my daughter's graduation and nikki d had to go back for her daughter uh her birthday and getting her driver's permit oh wow yeah all of that so that was a big day and i said I said, you're going to feel pretty old after you get the, the driver's permit. She's like, no, it's all good. And then she's taking video of her daughter, Madison, who's a sweet girl, driving her, driving her car. And I was like, I, I go, do you remember when you got your uh, learner's permit? And she was like, it's no, I don't. I was like, I don't either. <laughs> I, go, right. I go, I remember the day I got my license, but I don't remember the day I got my my learner's permit. Yeah, I don't remember that either. I think I went straight to license, to be honest. Maybe I now. Maybe, it, well, I don't know. I rode a bicycle everywhere until I was at least 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there was no restrictions. When I got my license, my mom didn't say, like, you know, be home at a certain time. You can't. I, mean, I was doing road trips within the first week. Should have been dead <laughs> wow. eight times over. Dang. Road trips? Yeah. Like, how far? What was your farthest road trip? Uh, Three hours. 
Oh, jeez. I mean, that's at a road trip, right? At 16? At 16, yeah. that's a big deal. In the wow. rain. But he's and so- we're Gen Xers, so that's like, there was no cell phones. There was like no. change in your pocket, and you have to find a payphone to you know get help. And, and, and this is how stupid I was, right? Okay, so I, I'm driving on a car with bald tires. It was also like, oh, you know, our, our parents didn't care for car hard issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, it's your own fault. My daughter gets a nail in her tire. I'm like, stop everything. <laughs> Let's take it to the dealership. <laughs> there must be a warranty on this, and we're getting it fixed now facts right but back then it was like oh you got bald bald tires you'll you'll be able to make the nine hour trip you know <laughs> you you can see you can see the beads that's fine that's not a big deal you got a good day and a half left on it so uh this is how stupid i was i remember this my first road trip I, you know because i had moved from naples florida to sarasota florida and i, I was like when well, i can go see my friends uh, my old friend. So I got in the car and I went down there and it was like a uh, torrential downfall. It was just pouring, pouring. If you ever, you know, been down to Florida, they got those tropical, like 45 minute torrential downpour storms in the rain and just can't see a damn thing. My mindset was this. If there's ever a time to speed, it's now because what cop wants to get out of his car in the rain to give me a ticket? Oh, my God. And they will. <laughs> I'm sliding okay, so- all over the road. Like I said, should have been dead eight times over. But. Hopefully that's not going to be the case for Nikki D's daughter. My son didn't want to get his license ever. Really? He said he's just going to Uber the rest of his life. Wait, how old is he? He's 22 now. Well, he could, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Still expensive. But I would still push him to get the license. He's not living in New York City where you got subways and a lot of, of uh, great oh. public transport. Oh, no, no. That's all changed. He's he's good now. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's, he's got a license now. And he's taking a road trip to Boston. Oh, hey. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. It's a, right. it's a thing. So congratulations to Nikki D and her daughter. And she'll be back with us on Monday. So Nelson's got this new friend, Mickey. <laughs> Oh, uh, friend, friend. So you're familiar with the UC Davis story? Yes. The I alleged am. serial killer. Yeah. And they found this guy. They got him in custody. I'm reading right now. He's plead. Uh, he's pled not guilty is denied bail. Uh, but there is the reason you know how he got caught. No. OK, so the re- he got he got caught um, by uh, a, a tip. Like one of, of 15. There was only 15. That would surprise me when I read that. There was only 15 tips that came into law enforcement. Yeah. Uh, you'd think that. It'd be flooded just even with false tips. Right. Exactly. You uh-huh. know, everybody wants to be the, the internet sleuth. So Carter Carlson, which is a total millennial name, <laughs> was one of the 15 tipsters who called in and eventually helped the cops arrest the, the bad guy. Okay. Uh, and so this guy he you know so everybody has a problem with profiling right i mean that's like one of the today's things like don't profile people right. i'm very much for profiling just to let it out there it, we we have an entire department in our like the fbi that's what they do i mean it's called profiling the bad guys that's how you get the bad guys it's literally how we do it everybody does it don't tell me you don't do it every right. everybody does it doesn't mean it's a bad thing that you do it it means that if you walk in and you see five shady guys wearing some shady clothes right. not that you're going to kill them but you're probably going to be you know like hey i'm going to keep an eye on these guys and hopefully you're proven wrong right don't judge a book by its cover but you kind of have to a little bit that's what this guy did he profiled uh because the cops profiled they they gave us a what's called a profile and they said he um was wearing adidas pants and he was about five six to five nine thin build curly hair Cops send that out there. Mm-hmm. This Carlson, this Carter guy goes, 
dude with Adidas pants. Cops go get the guy. Fits the bill. It fits the bill. Mm-hmm. And they find him and they arrest him. So if it weren't for this guy, you know, who knows what would have happened. Maybe another murder and, and if you wouldn't have uh, listened to the profile from law enforcement. So I said... Nelson to go hunt this guy down because that's what you know decent radio shows do. Oh, okay. And he went after the kill the killer, the alleged killer. I went after him. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So Nelson gets a hold of this Carter Carlson guy. Uh, nice. Via social media and yeah. says, Hey, you want to come on the show? Oh. And the guy says, I'm done with personal interviews. Mm. Okay. But I haven't seen one of them. You know, so as much of a good guy as he is, I mean, he's a hero. He saved the day. He's kind of being a dick. You know, we invited him on the show. He should come on the show. So then I started asking Nelson, like, why do you think this is? Did you go through some of the stuff? Did you find, you know, as a former producer, a trick of the trade is you find things that you might have in common. You find you know, Facebook's great because you have mutual friends and, you know, oh, yeah, oh man, dude, oh, I love the 49ers, you know, stuff like that. And, and you kind of develop a rapport right and then once you develop a rapport with somebody you know and this is how people snatch kids and put them in their white vans right, right. they Jeez. develop a rapport yeah. <laughs> it's called grooming yeah. and we're not talking about that are we well, i groom guests all the time oh yeah. okay there yeah, it is. You, 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 yes. that's producer grooming that's yeah. what we'll talk <laughs> okay. hey, yeah we have a new term producer grooming. it's above board and he goes no i mean i went through and i looked at the different stuff that he's got on mm-hmm. tiktok and uh he goes i even tried to reach out to his boyfriend uh-huh ah yep and i said um, so he's gay. He goes, yeah. I said, that's the problem right there. You're not an attractive guy to a gay guy. You don't know that. <laughs> okay, know. you don't know that well, because you are a bear, and I can put you in. Well, not I don't well, know, probably not listen, swing that way, but uh, listen. Well, I mean, you got a good twink if he's going to be good to me, but he's. I can find you a good twink. But what I'm saying is, I based on the profiling that I have right. done, he is not into bears. Gotcha. Okay. He's not, he's not a bear guy. He's not a Nelson bear guy. Okay. No, so I was definitely not going to do anything for him. So we learned a lesson, uh-huh. a very valuable lesson, that if we're trying to book a guest as important as this, uh-huh. and they are gay, yes. and they are good-looking gay, right? then Nelson cannot book them. Right. So because both of them are handsome, the two the two men, both Carter and his boy, his significant other. And then I tried to not to say, you know, that I'm a good looking guy, but I probably might have a better chance. So I think I'm going to book the gay guys. For sure. Okay. At least the ones you tell me, Mickey. I I don't know. I just I I, I, without (laughs) seeing what Carter looks like, good looking or not, you never know. Right. He's the guy that they would like to have a freaky one-nighter Maybe, with. Maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the Take rela- a one late night at the Bolt. Yeah, Amen. whatever. I'm the relationship guy. Is that the, the spot, the Bolt? It's the Bolt, Okay, I gotta baby. write that down. Yeah, write know. that down. I want to know about the Bolt. You don't yes, have- you are the relationship guy. I got that. Yeah. So that's why I'm... Uh, that's, okay. So we could have had a really interesting guest today if Nelson were better looking. Yeah, I did even <laughs> offer to buy them dinner. <laughs> Unless he thought you were grooming them that way well, and they were just like, you know, and that, was that my, whole pineapple upside down yeah. in the cart's not working for me. That was my worry when I said it. I actually was about to send the message, hey, what if I bought you dinner? And then I backed up and I go, yeah. well, I don't want to be insensitive or I don't want his boyfriend to think I'm hitting on him. Correct. So I said, what if I buy you and your boyfriend dinner? And now you're saying that maybe I was giving him pineapple vibes. I think it was a oh, whole oh, like oh, grinder oh. moment and they just were like, <laughs> I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Just a simple request, Nelson. <laughs> Sorry. Book a guest, and you can't even do that. You, you offended the gay couple. They think you're trying to bang both of them. Well, they are pretty cute. And and now you're really living the gimmick. And it's so. But good for you, Carter Carlson. Yeah. yeah. He actually followed the guy to wow. make sure that the cops would be able to find him. So That's instead brave. of just 
calling That's in brave. a tip. Yeah. Yes. He's like, I'm going to follow this dude and led to the guys are up. Which takes a lot of balls. You know, yeah. if you th- I mean, like break it down for a second, you're like, this could possibly be the guy that's just stabbed three people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow him right by myself in the area of one of the stabbings. So he was in the right. back of the place where one of the stabbings had happened. Yeah. The uh, UC student Kareem uh, Abu Najim was killed. He was the suspect's second attack. Mm-hmm. And that's where he was. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. So talk about, what do they say all the time on, like, criminal minds, that they always go back to the scene of the crime? Right. Like, arsonists, too. They want to uh-huh. see, see the place burn down. How yeah. weird is that? Yeah. And he's a stabber, which means he's comfortable with close hand-to-hand combat. Exactly. And that's a freaky thing. Yeah. Now, if Carter were the hero we all think he is, he would have taken him down. Oh, sure. Taken him down. The, without, without a jury, without anything, he just would have accused him of it and- <laughs> Taking him down and waited for law enforcement to come. <laughs> Actually, you know what? He should have zip tied him and then hog tied him and then brought him into the police station. And said, "I've got a good feeling this is the guy." <laughs> oh that, my! That would have been badass. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, mic drop. <laughs> and then they find out it is the guy, and they're like, "Dude, you're good. Mm-hmm. You need to work for us." <laughs> but the good news is he's off the streets. Carter Carlson's a hero, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, offer's but, still on the table, boys. You want to come out and have a little meal with with Daddy? Oh boy! But he's kind of a dick for not coming home. But that also. <laughs> so two out of three is not bad. <laughs> I don't think that he cares what I think. No. <laughs> but if word gets around the Carlson camp, he's a hero. Yes. I have the utmost respect for him. Uh-huh. But he's a dick. Also true. Okay, just want to make sure that's very very clear. Okay. <laughs> He, you sound he, so offended. <laughs> I am offended that he, he would not. He is so offended. That he would not come on this program. Oh I am too. No. All right. Uh, so, mm. first round of headlines. Mickey will be filling in for Nikki D. I'm going to ask you right now, what do you have coming up for us? Well, I'm going to tell you who was trying to slither past customs in India and how victims of hate now have a new lifeline. That's exciting. All right, two big stories from today. Mickey will give us our first headlines here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. The BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. All right, first round of headlines filling in for Nikki D. It is Mickey. Go ahead. First story, officials in India catch a woman trying to smuggle snakes and other reptiles into the country, H1. I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. (laughs) Worst, best edit ever. (laughs) Ah! So a, a passenger had arrived in southern India with some scaly companions who didn't stay in the suitcase, officials said. The woman flew from Malaysia and arrived at the airport in Chennai, India's Central Board of Indirect Taxes and Customs. Said in an April 30th news release, officials opened her checked bag and found her attempting to smuggle 22 snakes of various species and a chameleon into the country. One snake had escaped and slithered along Mm. a silver luggage cart. There's a video that shows that. Other photos show a container with a tangle of yellow and white striped reptiles, possibly several snakes, and a container taper. Taped shut with a light brown snake inside, and custom officials seized the snakes 
and the chameleon, according to this release. Can you imagine what TSA saw? Uh, you know the X-ray of just it looked like spaghetti. Oh, the yeah. moving, moving spaghetti. That's the right there. Moving. And if spaghetti. you have a fear of snakes, mm-mm. right here. Uh, so does it say what type of snakes? It just varied snakes, but I couldn't find out whether or not that they were venomous or not. Well, either way, I, d- I don't want that in my plan. That's a lot of snakes. <laughs> no snakes. There, there is a, a story that I saw this morning of a lady that is very, very sad. She's forty-two years old. She's uh, got kids and a dog, and she's finally saved up to buy her first house. And she uh, finds the house of her dreams. She moves in, and, yeah, there's a few things that she needed to do. And then uh, they find a snake. The dogs find a snake outside. Like, uh, the dogs find another snake. Find another snake. Oh, no. So then they start tracing it back to the garage, and the drywall portion of the garage was moving. (gasps) And it was soft. And they start poking it, and it was just like, like jello. And so they ripped out a portion on the bottom, and snakes just started to fall That's out. That's creepy. Then they started to pull up the floorboard, and snakes. So then they get a snake wrangler out there, and he's like, look, lady, your house is on a den of snakes. What do you do? She's oh, like, I'm already yeah. in for a grand for this guy, and the problem's not even close to being solved. I was telling my wife this story. She's like, yeah, we're moving. Either that or we're burning the place down and collecting the insurance. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. What do you do? I know. What do you do? I mean, I, I don't know too many people. I don't know anybody that's had this problem, but what do you do? You buy a house. You go through the process of buying a house. Uh, it's not like we live in a market where you could quick sell out of it, especially for probably what you paid for it. You got to live in this house. Well, I'll tell you up in El Dorado Hills is the problem because uh, they keep developing up there. One side, apparently, when they developed one side of it, they moved all the snakes to the other side of the hill, and then they decided to develop that. And as a former Lyft driver, I'm picking up people telling me all the time about finding snakes, tarantulas in the new property, like curled up inside your like motorcycle or in the garage. Like every time you turn around, snakes, snakes, snakes. I said, nope, nope, nope. This in California? Oh yeah, this is up north. This is EDH where Stacy lives. Wait, wait a minute. You trying well, to tell me box. that they're tar- like past Folsom, like you, here. You trying to tell me there's tarantulas on there? Crawling down your driveway. Are they and- here or just there? I don't know about Roseville. This is El Dorado Hills towards Folsom. Yeah, towards it's like Twenty minutes away. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it's here. Anywhere like where there's new, just know that anywhere where there's right. new development, chances are it's, you're built on top of a. I understand. Snakes. I understand the snakes. Snakes okay. are fine. Okay. Well, I'm not a fan of them. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's the tarantulas. It's the, yeah, like yeah. Tar- that's just in Tarzan movies. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> or not even Tarzan, but like, you know, I don't know. Not here. Egyptian movies, right? Not where yeah, you not, live. Not, not, not in real life for me. <laughs> no, yeah, it's Home Alone, because what's his name? His older brother has one in a cage. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> not a fan. All right, second headline. Go ahead, please. California now has a hotline for victims and witnesses of hate crimes to call and get support. H2. Bambi Salcedo says she knows the impact of hate. You know, as a trans woman who is a survivor of a hate crime, she says she wished the hotline that launched today was available to her when she needed it. I agree with that. This is so close to home for me. And it's not an emergency line, but separate from the criminal justice system. A trained trauma-informed person will answer the phone if someone calls during the business hours. It's business hours between 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. And well, because be, we all know that hate does not occur. It after only occurs during that time. Close of business. <laughs> yeah. And and. Then they'll be able to connect the person with a handful of resources like mental health care, legal and financial services. And it's basically also a way for people to report crimes anonymously, which is a very big deal for our trans community, for our LGBTQ community. And according to the uh, Department of Justice, report 
counts of hate crimes in California surged 33% between 2020 and 2021. Is there a definition of a definite hate crime? Here's here's my problem. Here's my problem with this. Yeah. Right. Is, uh, you know, anybody that gets in an argument with somebody else and they know nothing about that person, they're going to call them names. Now, you know, we're programmed for whatever reason to use slurs and words that we should not be using. I'm right. not saying we should, but they are used. And it doesn't mean that you hate that community. It's just that you've always used that as a way to get out of emotion, anger, right? You know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. So you get in a fight with somebody, you get in an argument with somebody, and you, you throw out a, a slur, mm-hmm. maybe a gay slur or whatever the case may be. Uh, you end up getting a physical altercation with that person, and you win the fight because that's the whole point of it, right? Right. So now you not only beat the person up, but you find out, let's say they are homosexual, and you use the gay slur. So now you're be- now you're getting tagged for a hate crime, even though it had nothing to do with you hating that person or that community, but you've said the word. You understand what I'm? Saying? I know where you're going, but that that I don't think that's going to be what this is mainly for because that's no different than people using nine one one because their tire got ripped off from their truck in their driveway. That's not a 911 call either. No, I'm talking about just defining what a hate crime is to call. I think the onus lies on the fact that at this point, we should be educated enough not to use the slur. So it was one, regardless if that person was gay or not. But the slur's always going to be around. Let's I know. not kid ourselves. I, get I mean, you. it's in music. It's you know, it's like it's just always going to be around. I get you. You know, each it's an individual case of malice, mm-hmm. and I've always said that every single situation is an individual case. You cannot put it under one uh, umbrella of mm-hmm. everybody that uses a certain word, whether it's the N word, whether it's whatever word it is. That means that they're racist or they hate gays. That's not the case. It's case by case by your actions and what your motives are behind using that word. Well, I think the the other focus I appreciate about this is it does mention it's an alternate it's an alternative method of calling law enforcement because law enforcement, those in the trans community, the LGBTQ community, do not feel often that we are supported, mm-hmm. and so having a separate lifeline. And here's the thing: so you talk to this person. They're trained. Maybe they'll be able to help you go elsewhere. The crime itself, though, it's like we had that happen in Sacramento where I was involved in um, raising funds for. It was a hate crime back when. Okay, you remember before skinny jeans were actually designed for men and men would wear women's. Well, yeah, skinny jeans. Low-rise skinny jeans. He's right. like, he's got the whole history. Well, oh, there you go. You know, yeah, and so rise. there were musicians um, of ours here in town that were attacked and stabbed and almost killed. Wow. Because they're wearing women's jeans? They were wearing women's jeans because that was the look. And oh. the slurs were there and the person yeah. attacking, the people attacking were saying, you know, using the, the terms. So I think it's more of an extreme thing to that matter. But I know there will be people that well, that's say a hate that. Crime. Without that's, a doubt. Yeah. Without yes. a doubt, that's Don't a hate need to crime. Define and that. that's what this line is for. And, and you know what? We're closer to getting my line. The call before you do it line. Yes. The call before you mm-hmm. what? Oh, I've got this brilliant idea. <laughs> it's a hotline for criminals to call before they do it and talk to somebody and talk through it. That sounds like minority report, but okay. It's like a little bit. Hey, okay. look, I'm thinking about robbing this bank. What do you think? Well, how are you going to do it? <laughs> Well, I was just going to walk in with a note. Okay, what bank is it? You oh, do geez. know they have a lot of security, right? You're probably going to go away for about five or ten years. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm going to think of something else. Thank you very much. Yep. Actually, that's brilliant. That's. I think you should do that. That's why, that's why they get, get why, paid the big bucks. That's why they call them the people's champion. That's why I'm the people's champion. All right. Uh, your picket, right? Got Aerosmith tickets. If you'd like those, this is the last time you're going to see them, according to them. 
uh, with special guest the Black Crows, December 1 at the Chase Center, courtesy of Live Nation, or VIP passes, Brews in the Burbs, Sunrise Marketplace, Saturday, May 20th. Join Nikki D. and Nelson. Nothing personal is the game. Mickey is going to be on your team, need two players. She's going to be on both y'all's teams, and you just have to tell me man for woman, man for man, woman for woman, or woman for man. Very simple stuff. I want to read you real stories, misconnection stories right here in Sacramento. 916-909-0985. Need some players. Start lining up. Nothing personal here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Gate Rock. Hey, girl. Or dude. Won't you come and get you some of this? The BS knows all about misconnections. Hey, how you doing? But can you guess the sexes? It's time to play Nothing Personal. All right, here we go. Uh, we've got either Aerosmith tickets. We'll be at the Black Crows at uh, December 1st. Chase Center, sorry. Courtesy of Live Nation. Or you can take the passes, VIP passes for Brews and the Burbs, Sunrise Marketplace, where Nikki D and Nelson will be there Saturday, May 20th. Also includes a designated driver ticket. Thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Mickey filling in for Nikki D. Yes, I am. So she is going to be your go-to. Uh, there's Josh and Folsom. How are you, Joshua? I'm doing well. I know Mickey's got my back. Yeah. I got your back, Joshua. She's also got Jason and Sachs back too, though. She's got a, <laughs> she's got to split her back up between you two gentlemen. Jason, how are you? I'm good. Let's win this. All right, let's win this. I'm going to read you a real story, a misconnection story from right here in Sacramento. It is going to be sexless, meaning you're not going to know if it's a guy or a girl. You have to figure it out by the way they speak. You'll have about 60 seconds uh, between you and Mickey to figure it out and give me an answer, man for woman, man for man, woman for man, or woman for woman. Josh, you are up first. Here we go. First one. Mm. Sunrise Boulevard. We spoke briefly this afternoon. You were walking on Sunrise Boulevard in Fair Oaks. I wasn't a fellow walker, but I was on sidewalk as you passed by. I could smell that Sweet, sweet odor of sweat. Yummy. Yummy. (laughs) I spoke and you acted shy at first, but you did reply. You seemed really nice, even with the shyness. I would love to talk to you more sometime. I hope your shyness doesn't come from a lack of confidence because the vibe I got. You're extremely sexy. Mm -hmm. And I am the one that was taking a huge leap of faith. When I made the effort to speak, I figured you'd shut me down since you're hot as hell, but your sweet smile was so sexy. I just want to see it again. By the way, I had on the white visor. Cool, dude. I added the cool dude. Uh, Man for woman, man for man, woman for man or woman for woman. Josh and Mickey, give me an answer. If you don't get it correct, Jason, it'll go to you. Oh, my. Okay. Number one, wearing a visor and then attracted to the smell of sweat. And then walking along Sunrise? Yeah. Okay. Both of them. Okay. You tell me. I mean, I'm just telling you what they said. Oh, my gosh. Well, the person oh. the person speaking to me immediately sounds like a male. Okay. Josh, do you agree with this? Uh, so I, I went back and forth. Initially, I was thinking it was a woman, and then it sounded like a man. And then I went back to feeling like it's a woman talking. He's thinking it's a woman. Now you guys got to figure it out. You're a team right Picking now. up on the sweat smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But talking to a woman or talking to a man? I think it's to a man. Oh, that's a great answer. That's a very strong woman just coming up all strong about it. And the guy is shy? All right. Five yeah. seconds. He yeah. might be 
workout. All right, so let's do it. I'm going to trust you, let's woman for man. Woman for man. Woman for man. Is that what you want to go with, Josh? Final answer. I was going to give you an opportunity to change it, but you want to keep it, yeah? Yes, sir. That's right, yeah. Sounds, sounds like Josh has been listening to this show. Sounds like you I don't walk I mean? on Sunrise Boulevard enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, let's stay in this game, my friend. Here is your first one for nothing personal. Sacramento Sweets. <laughs> you were my supervisor. I'll never forget that cold night in November when I was making cotton candy. Yeah came in and sat down at the table watching me and you said hey i'm cold to which i walked over and shut the door i should have given you my jacket it never occurred to me until now many years later that i had seen you a second time at mccooney when i saw you at the next table over we both looked at one another you smiled and waved at me and i turned my head and just looked down i had no confidence in myself then and when we saw each other again i froze (laughs) can't believe it I'd love to reconnect with you and talk more. I remember that smile of yours from so long ago. I think of you constantly. (laughs) Man for woman, man for man, woman for man or woman for woman. 60 seconds, Jason Mickey. All right, Jason. By the way, Mickey's face is so perplexed. He's like... What did I decide? Why did I come in here today? What, what is going on? Uh, oh, my goodness. Right? See, Jason, you're lucky you're not sitting here. All right. So the offering the jacket to me, I've already got male vibes, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So the question yeah. is, is it to another male or to another woman is the question. And would they be shy to a woman or shy to a man? It's a sack sweets as the place where they work. I mean, if you have a crush on someone, it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. Facts. But, uh, one- but the one giving the jacket has to be a guy. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So and, do you do you think man for women or man for men? And to say that I'm cold. Guys don't usually yeah. say that. Well, I, I don't want to say that. That's that's pretty sad. I'm gonna honestly. I think it's man for woman. We'll go. We'll go. We'll go with that. You sure? By the way, feel free to stereotype and profile. That's the whole bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know. That's I know, the I know. whole game. But I'm just this like, is not a politically correct show. Of so course. Just, you no, no, you no. stereotype away. <laughs> that's why I like you guys. All right. So what are we going with? Well, we'll, go with uh, we'll go with man for women. Okay. All right. I'm going to give you the same opportunity I gave Josh. It's a great answer. Don't get me wrong, but if you want to change it, you can. My guess is a, it's a it's definitely a person that lacks confidence. So, yes, you want to uh, stick with man for woman, or do you want to change Because it? the woman just going, I'm cold. Right. What would be a woman? I'm cold. That's like right. passive-aggressively right. saying, I need you to do something about it. All right, it. I need an answer now. Man for woman. So you do, man, do, for, man for woman, right, Jason? Yeah, we'll go We'll go with that. Yeah, that's right. Boom. Yes! Woo, <laughs> you guys are too smart for me. <laughs> Pulling Nicky D there. He said, let's go. Let's go. Oblong face. Okay, Josh, brother man, back to you. Here we go. Blonde at Alder Creek Cemetery Monday afternoon. I saw you Monday Monday afternoon at Alder Creek Cemetery. You were searching for a grave and asked me for info, which I couldn't help you with. I was visiting my grandma. You were visiting your dead lover. I didn't want to bother you too much. But would like to chat and learn more about you if you want to. You were blonde and wearing a black tank top. I had on a purple shiny shirt. Tell me what kind of car you were in. 
a long shot that you'll see this, but maybe so. I'm dying to meet you. Man for woman, man. Get it? Man that was man. so horrible, but yes, I get it. Woman for man or woman for woman. <laughs> 60 seconds, Josh and Mickey. Josh, I think the first person is a woman based on the top. I'm getting woman for woman vibes here. So am I. And I think the, the, the tank top blonde is probably a little dykier maybe. Well, that's a dead on So I think I, I feel like that's woman for, I mean, you know, visiting people. It's not that all sexes don't visit the yeah. cemetery, but. Right. Yeah. I, you know what? I think we're solid. We don't need the 60 seconds. Woman for woman. Yeah. All right. Woman for woman. Mm-hmm. There we go. Nicely done. Good job, Mickey. You're on fire today. That's wrong. Ah. <laughs> I've been dying to do that. <laughs> Jason, what's your answer? Uh, obviously, woman for woman is off the table. Uh, the shiny, shiny purple outfit, it kind of gives me a woman... Oh, but it's short. The way it's written, it's short. It's like a like a guy would write it. So what do you think, Mickey? I still think it's woman, so maybe woman for man. Ooh, that's a great answer. Stop. Don't we'll, listen we'll, to him. He's dying to tell us this. Yes. <laughs> we'll go with we'll go just because of the just because of the writer's outfit, I would go woman. Let's go with woman for man. Okay. Nicely done. Woman for man. That's not it either. Oh my gosh. Oh, it what? was man for man? I'm not saying you got two oh, left oh. and Josh. Oh, oh, I get to go again? Absolutely. You have a 50-50 shot at this. No, uh, man for man. Mickey, you agree? I don't know. The guy's got the shiny? Well, if the guy's got the shiny, then man for man. Yeah, exactly. That's That's, what I was thinking, too, yeah. We're thinking dude on dude. Yeah. All right. All right. Josh, you want to go guy on guy? Not personally, but yeah, let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Man for man is your answer, and I got to tell you, that one's pretty good. That's yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, can oh, you guys okay. get excited? <laughs> I'm in suspense over here. I'm holding my breath until I hear the ding. Listen, I know the answer, and sometimes I don't know if I know the answer the way he makes you wait. So right, thank you. He makes you question yourself like a cop yeah. following you, and you're going the speed limit. <laughs> yes. All right, Jason, you got a few minutes left here. You got to get this one, though. Soccer game, Midtown. Mm. Mm. You were on the sideline, but you were running through my mind. I was looking, so were you. I caught those beautiful blue eyes at least three times. Let's drop our kids off and have a little practice of our own. You shoot your shot, and my net will be ready. Been a long time since this field has seen any action, if you know what I mean. (laughs) When you're ready to play the game, stop staring and come put those hands on me. I promise I won't penalize you. Penalize (laughs) you. But my behavior might warrant it. Wink, wink. Man for woman, man for man. And woman for man. I love it when he makes himself laugh. Woman for woman. <laughs> I just feel like my relationship with Mickey is going to change after today. Yes. <laughs> She's like, I've heard it on the radio, but I haven't seen it in real life. Uh-huh. I don't know if I really want to be friends with him. The, yeah. the vibe sitting next to you, it's like, oh. Uh, All right, need an answer. Jason has to get this and understand the game. We'll run out. This is, actually, this is it right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Woman for man. Is this what I'm feeling? You sure? Oof. 
very, very upset about this. Can't even speak. All right. I, you know, uh, I thought it would be a man at first because Ooh. that sounded so um, 80s Bolshevik, but it is Midtown. Let's try mm. woman, let's try yours, woman for man. All right, if you don't get it, Jason, Josh is going to automatically win. Woman for man, oh. I got to tell you, you guys said a couple things that really made a lot of sense. You sure you want to stick with this? Because I thought it was more like man for woman. Ooh, that's good. And it's parents and kids. They're watching their kids play soccer. Let's go, let's go for man for woman. <laughs> All right, man for woman. Man for oh so you're, you're, you're switching it around now from woman for man. <laughs> I'm going. I'm putting all Mickey. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. What are you saying, Mickey? Man for woman. Okay, because he said woman for man. He did. That's a great answer. Aren't they all? Yes, they are. Okay. (laughs) All, like, 25% of them are 100% awesome. (laughs) Okay, so for the tie and to stay in the game, Jason is changing his answer from woman for man to go with Mickey. Man for woman. And to stay in the game, Jason... You're wrong. Sorry. You had it right the first time. Woman for man. I am so sorry. Blame Mickey. Blame me all the way. Have a good weekend, brother. You're a fun player. Thank you. And Josh, congratulations, my friend. What do you want? Aerosmith or the Brews and the Burbs? Uh, What city, Aerosmith? Uh, It'll be at Chase Center. So that's the Bay Area. The Bay Area, yeah. Um. Yeah, let's go, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. All right, congratulations. Hey, thanks for listening. You have a great and safe weekend. Uh, hang on, we'll get your information, okay? Thanks, guys. All right, excellent. Hey, you did good. Did I? I mean, up until the end, we're... Uh, yeah, I feel bad for Homeboy because he had it right the first time. Yeah, like all the good you did for about 15 minutes was just wiped out at the last one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for making me feel It's like, like the guy myself. that does charity work throughout his entire life, only to find out that he's been skipping on his taxes. <laughs> Straight to jail. No, I'm just kidding. You did good. You did good. You did good. Uh, if you're a parent, you've probably seen this with your own two eyes. You go out to your kid's organized sporting event, usually baseball, and something always happens because of the overzealous living vicariously through their own kids' parents. Well, it happened in Florida, but this guy took it to the extreme. I'll tell you the story here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Uh, and then at one point, one of the players, others, he gets up out of the stands. He goes up to the umpire on the field and just knocks him out. Now, this umpire is a disabled veteran, 63-year-old guy, disabled veteran, who just likes to, mm. you know, ump for the kids. And do, This is the second story in, what, two weeks? Uh-huh. About, what was the... The uh, other one was that there were parents that were so in arms about calls oh, and things Jersey. being made. Yeah, in Jersey, that they made it so if you were to attack verbally or otherwise one of the players, not the players, but the umpires, then you couldn't come back to the field until you had trained and then umped three games your, yourself. Yeah, I don't even think they trained them. I think they just put them out there to make fun of them. <laughs> but so, <laughs> as nuts as this is, and I'm sure if you're a parent, you've probably at some point in time maybe not seen something this extreme, but you've seen something where you get uneasy and you get, you know, it's just like that. There's always that one parent. Uh-huh. I mean, you ever been to one of these games, Mickey, where it's you're just sitting there and it's, the person with the, the, the empty gallon, milk gallon, it's got coins in it, and they just keep ranting in your ear. Oh, um, yes, especially in high school. 
sitting were... next to parents. And oh. yes. So here's the thing. With this all being said, I'm very jealous of this high school kid whose father came out and punched the umpire. Ugh. I always wanted that dad. You wanted that dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, period at the end, I wanted a dad. I, 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 I wanted a dad, and I wanted that dad. Oh, my. I, wa- I always thought that the parent that was overzealous, that was, you know, here's a little twist on the story, that was, like, too much was the coolest. Because I never had that. Like, okay. my, my mom, you know, r- rarely ever came to any of my games. I love her to death, but she never came to any of my games. My stepdad sure the hell weren't coming to my games. Right. They had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, but I played baseball, basketball, football. Mm-hmm. Played all these different sports. Went to college to play football. You know, it's all one game. And, and so it was like, uh, you know, you look at the, the, guy, the kids that grew up with dads. And their dads were like, hey, you know, we got it after school. We're going to the batting cages or, huh. you know, we're going to the gym together. You know, we're, we're going to go out there. And we're going to practice and tackle. I'm like, God, man, I wish I had a dad like that. My mother was a parent like that, but I wasn't in sports. But there was a time she tried to get a teacher fired because she called me obnoxious. Oh. Uh-huh. And I was. I remember it clearly. The teacher said, uh, you're being obnoxious. And I said, I don't know what that means. I was in fifth grade. So oh I went my. tattled, and my mom went up and tried to have the woman fired. And years later, you realize the teacher was spot on. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's 100% accurate. I was a little dick. But yeah. did but did your parents always stick up for you and believe you? Yes. Mom did. Dad, we just hid everything from Dad because he he just didn't couldn't deal with any nonsense. Mickey, what about you? Did your parents always believe you? Well, you're talking Gen Xers, so children are seen and not heard. So there wasn't any complaining from me to anybody. So apparently my parents just didn't know if anything happened. I was actually a good kid in school, though. Mm. I wasn't that kid. I wasn't obnoxious like Nelson in the fifth oh, grade or whatever. Fifth grade, the yeah. 30th grade. What grade am I in now? <laughs> I'm going to join you in the obnoxious train because oh. I was the same. But I, my mother never believed me. Oh, Never. I mean, so let me tell you, the only person that ever believed me was my grandmother. Aw. And when I was in, uh, I think it was third or fourth grade, uh, we all were gathered in the cafeteria. We we're singing something, and we we're all up on these bleachers. And the teacher, Miss McKinster, was the music teacher. This lady was the spawn of Satan. <laughs> she looked like Satan. She was just, you know what I'm talking about? Like those people? That just put the fear of God into you? Yes. Well, no, she's no. just, she puts the fear of God in God. <laughs> like she was just a horrible human being. And but she couldn't go into a church because the, the holy water would boil. Right. So she was like, she made it very clear. There's no roughhousing on the, uh, on the bleachers. It's like, okay, no problem. You know, I get up there and, and some kids start roughhousing. Mm-mm. But again, this is victim of circumstance because even as a young kid, I was always the kid that you know got in trouble and this and that. But I wasn't doing anything this time, I swear to God. And she comes over, she just automatically blames me. I'm the only person kicked out. She sends me back to the classroom. So the the show goes on, and my grandmother and my mother are watching this the show, and I'm not in it. And then everybody files out of the auditorium, and they come upstairs to the classroom to find me, and I'm sitting there crying. I got my head on the, the table, and I'm crying. And she goes. Uh, and they're like, what happened? And I said, no, but I didn't do anything. In the middle of everyone, the sea of everyone, my my grandmother rips Miss McKinster a new one. Ooh. Awesome. I would love to have seen that. Classic Grandma W. It, it was amazing. That's the last time and only time anyone ever stuck out for me. 
because years later in seventh grade, I get a beat up by uh, the typing teacher, Mr. Burton, because I packed him in a basketball game and I rubbed it in his face. Oh, he chases me down the hallway and beats the schnizzles out of me. What? So I go home and tell my mom and we have this big meeting at school and we're sitting in there and I'm thinking that, you know, I'm going to tell my story and and this guy's going to get in trouble. They all cited with the teacher. (laughs) You know what she blamed it on? She blamed it on two things. Me wearing tank tops and having a black members only jacket. Well, black it. members only. She it. said that it was a bad influence and that I was the problem child. Where did you go to school? Because the only thing I ever worried about were teachers that drank in using their coffee mugs and hiding alcohol. Like, geez. What do you mean? I went to a public school. Well, I went to a public school up until I went to a Catholic high school because I got in so much trouble and they never believed everything I said. So they're going to now believe these this religious folk. Oh, boy. And it was just uh, like an all-star roster of the rejects from public school. (laughs) There it is. That's what Catholic school is. It's an all-star roster of rejects from public schools. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so uh, the the father, he's 41, arrested, charged with battery. It was charged with battery on a sports official. (laughs) That's a thing. And disruption of an educational institution. Very specific. He deserves it. Very, very specific. Very. Hello, I'm the father who was arrested and charged with battery <laughs> on a sports official. <laughs> and disruption and an education. Does the kid get in trouble? Oh, I I guess I don't know. I didn't see whether or not the kid was. Like, I, if your dad goes out and beats up the umpire during your baseball game. Are you oh, like if team? you get um, benched and not playing or off the team or something. If, Ooh. if your coach is a jerk, but you shouldn't be punished because of the crimes of your right, father. Right, right. Oh, I think you should. You're so ruthless. <laughs> so the the rest of the story is the kid who's 16 was charged with being the son of a father who was charged with battery on a sports official. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, second round of headlines. Filling in for Nikki D is Mickey. What do you got coming up? So we'll tell you who is who could be turning down nearly a half a billion dollars just so he can relax and which states are about to burst at the seams. Very good. All right, second round of headlines. Two big stories from today. Please pay attention. Thanks for listening. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. And this will be our second round of headlines. Filling in for Nikki D. It is Mickey. Go ahead. First story, Tom Brady could quit his new 10-year, $375 million deal, million dollar deal with Fox H3. It was at 51% that he's going to do it to 49%. With the reasoning, it's so much money, he'll try it for a year. Mm. So Tom Brady, legendary quarterback and seven-time Super Bowl champion, he's considering quitting this new 10-year deal, $375 million deal with Fox Sports, According to the NFL insider Andrew Marchland of the New York Post, the possibility that Brady might not like being tied up with Fox for the next decade, largely due to the amount of travel he could have to do, which he doesn't want to be away from his family. He's a notoriously committed individual. Everyone knows that about Brady. And if he wants to do something, he's going to give 110% of it. So the news of Brady's potential departure from Fox Sports is significant for the network. The deal was supposed to start at the end of 2024, and Brady was expected to be the network's biggest asset in their NFL coverage. That's crazy. That a couple different things. One that you could even consider turning down that. I mean, it's a lot of money. I don't care what you ask me to do. I'm in. 
<laughs> if, you, if you want me to do it for you want me to lick your cheek for 10 years every morning at 9 12 a.m for 300 and some million dollars i'm doing it you won't be late you know um but the, the i've always had you're buying the name right and and i and i like tom brady it, I, I never understood why unless you're part of like you're a dolphins fan or you're a jets <laughs> fan right then and, and he's just beat you up over the years or you know uh, if you're a Falcons fan or a Panthers fan or, you know, like anybody in the division, I get it. But the world likes to hate on winners. The guy's a winner. Mm-hmm. That's all he does is win. I think there's a song about that. No matter what. No matter what. He just wins. And people love to hate on the winners. Uh, so for that reason, I like Tom Brady. That doesn't mean he's a $300 plus million dollar broadcaster. And I've always had this problem with our business, whether it be radio or television, they sink all their money, and they're all in on the name. Mm-hmm. And you have to surround the name with somebody that knows what they're doing. You know, Al Michaels, you know, all these different, Chris Fowler, all these different professional broadcasters aren't making the money that the other guys are. I mean, the Al Michaels had a big to-do with, I believe, NBC. Was it NBC? Yeah, because um, they were the Olympics. Yeah, but he and Tony Romo, like Romo wanted all this money, and he's just like, "Where's my money?" Oh, that's CBS. You're thinking that Michaels wasn't with Romo. It was, uh, it's um. Who am I thinking of? God dang it! I had his name, and then it just jumped out of my. Who's the guy that teamed up with Romo? He's he's a big deal. Um. Anyway, they they paid Romo all the money, and I like Romo. I think Romo is a good broadcaster, but he's the he's the color. Nance, Jim Nance. Nance. Yeah. They have to they have to they have to pay the broadcasters what they're worth. Uh-huh. And Nance is worth more than Romo is worth. Same with radio. I've seen it a million times. I worked in the environment for a year. You know, I, I've just seen a lot of these ex athletes get paid a ridiculous amount of money. They have no idea what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. because they're not honest. They can't be honest because they're friends with the guys. <laughs> you know, they can't yes. give their honest opinion. So when you see a professional athlete on TV, like a Shannon Sharp, give his honest opinion on something, that's a lot. Yeah. Because that's going against the code. Well, same with Barkley would be known to do that. Shaq. Yep. Those guys go against the grain. It doesn't happen so much in football. It doesn't happen so Mm -mm. much in football. It happens in basketball. happens in tennis. Mm. Tennis has got the greatest broadcasters in any sport. (laughs) Yeah. They will lay, McEnroe will lay the smacketh down (laughs) on a tennis player. That's awesome. Not a single F given by McEnroe. Yeah. But I also read that that was a rumor. Brady's going to still do it. That's a rumor? It's okay. a rumor, yeah. So, well, right. if he walks away, Fox can't do anything about it because it's technically not a contract. Yet, uh, so. Second story, please me. America has an obesity epidemic, H4. Right now in the U.S., one in every three adults and one in every four children is obese, making us one of the world's most obese nations, second only to Mexico. Wow. More than one-third of the U.S. adults were considered obese in 2021, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And we're talking body mass index of being more than 30 Obesity places people at greater risk for like health issues, heart disease, type 2 diabetes. And this is the top 10. At number 10 is Missouri. Then it goes Ohio, Louisiana, South Dakota, Arkansas, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Alabama. Number one, West Virginia. Obesity rate, almost 41%. Do you know why? Think about all those states. There's absolutely nothing to do. (laughs) Especially in West Virginia where the men are men and the sheep are scared. Like they're not exercising. Do you know why? Because they don't, they don't leave their house. Well, what's the weather like? 
Do you want to do anything in the weather there? Oh, it gets hot in the south. Yeah, and, the, and it's humid. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do. Uh, we'll take a quick one. We'll come back. I want to bring up uh, an interview that John Bon Jovi just did on satellite and not a fan of some of the older stuff. But um, I, I want to revisit this story because it, it, this might be helpful to people. If you just heard that and you just got back from the doctor and the doctor told you you were fat <laughs> because of your BMI, they don't know what they're talking about. That chart in the doctor's office is a lie. Oh, all right. I'll tell you why here Ooh. in a minute. It's the BS on any rock. Hey, thanks for being here. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Filling in for Nikki D is our midday superstar, Mickey. That would be me. Doing a fantastic job. Well, I might thank add. you. And we appreciate you, uh, you hanging out with us. There's Nelson. Your phone number, 916-909-0985. Feel free to participates in the next couple hours until we get out for a weekend. Also give us a follow on the social media at listen to the BS Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we'll follow you back. Uh, and if we don't, then yell at Nelson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. That that story you did about the most obese states uh-huh. in uh, the second round of headlines, Mickey, the uh, West Virginia was number one. And, yes. and it's all based off of BMI. Let me tell you, BMI, body mass index, is the biggest load of crap and, and if you're overweight or think you're you're overweight and you go to a doctor and they and they size you up to that bmi chart that's in every um you know traditional insurance run doctor's office it's a lie you know how long that chart's been there the b the bmi chart itself 50s has been around for so long nothing can be around for that long and not be tweaked Right. Agreed. There's nothing. It says, okay, you're six three. All right, I'm six three. Let me look at it because I am six three. So okay. look at six three. Uh, oh my God, I just weighed in at two sixteen, and it says that I need to be between. I need to be 190 pounds. That means I'm obese, morbidly obese. Yep. All right. It doesn't take into consider. I'm not morbidly obese by no stretch of the imagination. Um, it doesn't take into consideration exercise, muscle mass. Uh, activity, exercise. It doesn't take care of any of that stuff. Yeah, sorry, that's my phone. See, my phone oh. agrees with me. Oh. It, 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 <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't take that any of that into consideration. Just like when you go in for a doctor's visit, I'm a big proponent of testosterone maintenance, right? Because it is a scam what guys have to go through when it comes to getting your testosterone checked. You have to ask for it when you give your blood work. When yeah, it's you, not. they don't pull it. And no, and insurance a lot of times doesn't pay for it. You have to pay extra wow. to get your testosterone checked. So when you get your testosterone checked and it comes back and it says you uh, have a testosterone level of 333, the doctor is then, again, the quote-unquote traditionally run insurance doctors, is going to look at that testosterone level and say, oh, you're fine. And you go like, 333, is that good? Well, it's not bad. It's within the federal government limits. Uh-huh. What's the federal government's limit? 300 to 1200 mm-hmm. so as long as i'm in between i have a 900 spread then i'm fine well is there a way for me to up my testosterone so i have more energy and maybe i'm more sexually active and i feel better and i want to go to the gym and i can put muscle on and still stay healthy mm. we don't do that here no nope. yeah and you pay out of pocket like you said not only you pay out of pocket for the tests. You pay out of pocket for the... Right. So then you have to go to a testosterone clinic, in which I'm still trying to find one for me here in uh, in, in, in Roseville, uh, and they don't take insurance. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Insurance just won't accept right. it. They won't accept the maintenance. 
They want you to they want you to fail. They want you to die. They want you to get to a point where you have to I know it sounds like a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> they want you to get to a point where you have to you know, be on medication. Be on medication yep. and, and do no, all the, you're exa- I agree. You know, and, and it's absurd. And I've been so educated in, in this whole testosterone maintenance because I've been doing it for the last two plus years. Uh, and, and I knew nothing about it. I was bl- absolutely blown away. So when you read off that, you know, the states and it's all based off of BMI. Yeah. Now, I don't doubt that West Virginia, there's a bunch of fat people there. <laughs> and I don't doubt that they're the number one state in the country that's the fattest. Right, right. But what I'm saying is just be careful if you are struggling with your weight and your doctor is basing your uh panic level that your success your downfall uh, your pitfalls whatever based off of the bmi chart that's right. not accurate 1830 by the way what's oh that oh my god 1830 1830 it's been around mm-hmm. yeah. since 1830 really is that true yeah i just right here that's it crazy <laughs> yeah it was invented in the what 18- has been around? you tell me something that's been around <laughs> Other than our last two presidents, our current one and, and, and that one too, and the Constitution since, since eighteen, yeah, that that hasn't been tweaked. <laughs> you know, even 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 our Constitution has been tweaked. That's what amendment. That's what it means. You want to you want to know? We want one better. What? It was an astronomer. An astronomer came, put it astronomer together. Astronomer came up with it. Aldolfi Quelletet. Oh, he's my favorite astronomer. A Belgian astronomer. Love that guy. Between 1830 and 1850, he completely dialed it in. So was it, was, it based on aliens? It was up to. It's not I'm going to go with that. aliens. He was eating his Belgian waffles as he was making this chart. <laughs> and so it's 1830 when everybody was short too. Right, right. Well, at four eleven and mostly athletic my whole life, I've been by doctor standards morbidly obese my whole life. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's nuts. It's absolutely mm-hmm. bonkers. Mm-hmm. Because I lived and died by that damn chart. I would go in there and you know, I lost a ton of weight at one time. Like I realized I was I was fat. And uh it was i was I didn't think I was, but I was. And I and then I went on this diet, it was a controlled diet, and I lost like thirty three pounds in five weeks. I know it sounds crazy, but that is crazy. Very dedicated person, mm-hmm. very yeah. regimented Good for person. You. But I look like an alien. So oh. what did you say about six two sixteen? You said. Well, I got down to one eighty nine. Oh, one eighty nine. Yeah, you must have looked like a rail. Yeah, I, I look like an alien. My yeah. face is all goofy. Your veins and, are all popping out. Yeah, that is just inside normal weight. A pound for me, more for yes, at 189. A pound That's more insane. you then cross over into overweight. What are you supposed to be, Nelson? <laughs> a what am I or what am I supposed to be? Obviously, you're supposed to have a BMI of 25 to be normal weight. I have a BMI of well over 40. Mine's I'm not even on this chart. Well, so you're you're off you're off the chart. I'm not literally. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I don't know if that's a good thing or uh, bad thing. Nelson, how's your BMI chart? I'm off the charts. Off of it? I'm off the charts. Listen, they can't even test me. They don't even make numbers that big. So so I say that for for those that are struggling. You know, don't get down on yourself. And don't let that that poster get you down. Find somebody that knows what they're talking about. Find a nutritionist. Find a, a clinic that can help you. But don't go to your doctor and have them force feed you all that crap about the BMI chart and you leave that just disgusted and down on your luck and thinking that you can't do it because you can do it. Everybody can do it. And I know there are some people that have, you know, t- total, you know, thyroid issues, th- thyroid yeah, issues. There's a there's a lot, of, especially with women, with hormones and things that you're going through. Hand raised high in the air. Hysterectomies and menopause, all that stuff. I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, but there are people that can help you. 
Don't let that chart get you down. It just drives me insane that people get discouraged because that stupid chart, now that I found out from 1830. Yeah, from 1830. <laughs> and an astronomer. Absolutely absurd. All right. Uh, Bruce and the Burbs, those passes, VIP passes, we'll give those away uh, towards the end of the program on Fridays. We do uh, something called band class where you'll be listening. And it'll tell you, we'll remind you, a specific song you call in, you give me the song, the title. Uh, in the year, then we'll give you the passes. So if you're waiting for those, that's going to be a lot of fun. Nikki D and Nelson will be out there Saturday, May 20th. Uh, 916-909-0985. John Bon Jovi of the band Bon Jovi, for those not in the know, was recently talking with uh, Andy Cohen on Satellite, uh, and which I could do without. But he tells Andy, and I've kind of heard this story before. I think I heard him tell it on Howard, actually about how some of this stuff back in the day day, the early days of Bon Jovi, not big fans of the music videos. And I got to tell you, and I'm a John Bon Jovi fan. Same. I'm really upset that he says this. Like, you just own it. Yeah. It was then. You know, he. I know the entire band hates the album Fahrenheit 451 because some record executive, I think the story goes, they came to him and said, Hey, dude! I got an awesome name for the for the for the for the record. What is it? Fahrenheit four fifty one. What does that mean? That's the temperature rock melts. <laughs> you know. And now, as goofy as that sounds, you kind of own it. Yeah. Think about this for those of that are that are listening right now. They, whatever age you are, there is a period of your life that you will see a picture or see a video, right? And you'll be like, God, I wish I never would have done that. Those words should never come out of your mouth. Oh, man, I wish I would have never had that haircut. I wish I would have never worn that. Those words should never come out of your mouth. Because if you didn't do those goofy things at the time, which mm-hmm. were accepted and in, mm-hmm. then you wouldn't have the stories to tell later in life. I can look back on the stuff that wasn't in, though, right, and regret those. Like what? Like when I wore my Fat Pac t-shirt, my wrestler name, after Six Pac, six pack and the Degeneration X. Yeah, people still know me from high school for for wearing a shirt that said Fat Pac on it. Fat I can regret Pac. that, right? <laughs> yeah, because he's like X Pac. Uh, no, was, I get it. He was I'm a member of the like, Generation wow. X. He was also the thinnest one in the group, so I don't know why I didn't go after like Triple H or <laughs> Fat Pac. Fat Pac. Uh huh. So I can look back. That I can look down on, right? I can regret that one. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah. you're in radio now. That's great content. What's the context? Like, were you in a wrestling match? Yeah, we would do. We would do. We would break into the high school during. Um, it, it was during track season because they'd had all the big mats out, and then we would climb up on things and then jump off of them doing like WWE moves. Ah, WWF at the time, but no. I'm I'm going to get your back on this. I think you own it. Oh, okay, then I'll own it. It stained my chest for two days because as a wrestling fan, I used to play wrestling too. Well, <laughs> actually, I still play wrestling. Awesome. Yeah. You want to put me at a figure four later? There's nothing better <laughs> There's nothing better than suplexing your buddy on your bed. Oh, for sure. Right? Yes. Now imagine you're doing it from like four or five feet up on a gigantic fluffy mats. So there's some uh, guilty pleasures like from some of these old videos. I mean, Mickey, you're a fan of all this stuff, right? The glam rock? Yeah, absolutely. And the MTV was all the rage. Being able to see your artists up there doing things you questionable whatever but i'd own it i wouldn't i might be embarrassed but i'd own it so like if somebody just met you mm-hmm. and they were going through your catalog of music mm-hmm. and they were younger and they weren't they didn't grow up uh, with the glam rock stuff right. right they don't get it they didn't understand why these men looked like women and weren't actually gay right right they just didn't understand it um but that's the era we grew up in and we accepted that was cool so what band would it be that they'd run across? 
Oh, Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls. Oh, legendary. Legendary. And I mean, because their looks are emulated now with the Gen Zers, oh. but back then it was such shock. I, not really shock rock, but shock. Because of know? that hair. That's the hair, in. the style of the music, the videos were out of, were so cheaply done, but so cool. Like so cheaply that, done. That's what made, that's what made them, the that's cheap videos, them. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Especially with... I think it was like tinfoil with a camera and it turned and there was like flashlights that were the lights and one finger on the keyboard because synth was in. Yeah. yeah. One more finger, synth. See, one of my favorite bands (laughs) is Poison. Oh, God. Brett Michaels is still such a beautiful specimen of a man. So, Brett is... uh, He lives the gimmick. I've known Brett for a minute. Mm -hmm. And... uh, he understands his audience, and he understands what they're coming to see, and he delivers every single time. Not to say he lives the gimmick anymore, but he definitely produces the gimmick for the fans, meaning nothing but a good time. That's what Poison is. It's a party band. Absolutely. Okay. Now, Brett's up there in age. He's not hanging out at the end of the show drinking and doing shots. I know this for a fact. Okay. All right? uh, but he is very – I mean, every time he does a show – it's like you're back in 1989, and he knows that. Yeah. Every show. Nostalgia, it sells I've, it. I've, I've been on stage with him. I've sang with him. I've I've gone to a million different Brett shows and Poison shows, and every single time the man puts on the same amazing high-energy show. That's awesome. Because he understands his audience wants the cheese. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it wasn't cheese then. Mm-mm. It was. It's cheese now. How we got from there, I have no idea. It's like, uh, I look at it like a family guy joke, right? So it was funny in the beginning, and then there was this period where it was like it kept going, but everyone was like, oh, that's super lame. And now it's been going for so long, it's funny again. It's awesome again. It comes to back get to full circle. Right, yeah. get to relive that and the, the memories that you had from it. Kind of like an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love his movies. So do I. I think, I think, I, but... If you go to a 18-year-old this is true, okay. and you say, go watch Billy Madison, it's one of the funniest movies you'll ever see. <laughs> they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. They're not going to get That's it. That's just like they're going to go, I need you to watch Flock of Seagulls. They're going <laughs> to be like, what am I looking at? <laughs> uh, here's another good example, Creed. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I was talking with Scott Stapp one time. I, I'm not trying to name drop. These are real stories. All right. But I was, and I asked him, I said, you know, have your kids taking you know shots at you because Scott Stapp turned out to be one of those you know guys people made fun of and make fun of Creed and stuff. It was a great band and all those guys. But are people great. still know their music. Orlando guys been with them since day one. Um, but yeah, they're one of the biggest rock bands of all time, mind you. Yeah. They, as far as album sales, still to this day, one of the biggest rock bands of all time. Believe it or not. And Scott said uh, he goes, his kids make fun of him. I mean, how cool is that to have your dad, Scott Stapp, and your kids make like that's and he's cool with it, right? He's right. not, you know, th- you know, he's gotten older. He's gone through a lot in his life, and he's, he's got his life back together, and he's still an amazing artist. And his kids are like, "Hey, Dad, hey, Dad. <laughs> that's awesome." I would like a hug with one wide open. Oh my lord! Am I grounded? Am I in my own prison? Oh no! Oh, my God. And that's funny. To that be is able to, funny. But, that's but, awesome. But when but when Creed was a thing, 
in uh, the early 2000s, nobody was taking shots at Stapp. No, these guys were legendary for that brief, but it f- they faded quickly. You know what I mean? Uh, like, Three Doors Down never had that problem, but they were kind of in that same era. Yeah, I agree. Three Doors got to have, like, this life afterwards, and Creed just, like, flamed out. Well, they flamed out because the band hated them. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense then. <laughs> they, they had their differences, let's just say. They had some, and that was all ego and, and whatnot. But sure. anyway, so just to back to this Bon Jovi thing, I'm like, you should, you, you shouldn't, I, I hate that, I hate when artists are, aren't happy with the stuff that they used to do, especially the older artists. Yeah. Because even, you know, I know a lot of it's forced upon them as a new artist. I mean, these guys, when they start a new artist, um, when Bon Jovi started, and, you know, their story is amazing because it's one of the, one of the original, one of the last bands that radio made. Uh-huh. Because Runaway was delivered to a New Jersey radio station, and the DJ puts it on, and callers called and requested it and requested it, and that's what made the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie Sambora is not even on that song, the original song. I didn't know that. Do you want to know who the guitarist is? I do. I got goosebumps. Snake from Skid Row. Stop what? it. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, there's another great band. Yes! Oh, Sebastian Bach. But he couldn't oh. get out of his own way, Sebastian. Yeah. But the the goods that's the good stuff, the early stuff. Runaway uh-huh. video. You know? I'm always gonna remember their videos that they did in concert. They set the precedence for recording themselves doing videos in concert. Yes, bon they Jovi. did. Yeah. Most, if not all, of their videos. Yes. Pearl Jam started Slippery out. Slippery when wet, yep. Pearl Jam started out like that, and I think I remember. Eddie Vedder saying, he goes, all our videos are going to be live, you know, concert video type of things. And then Jeremy comes out. And that's not <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, right. no, and that it's was like, I guess, I guess somebody convinced him not to do that. <laughs> it's like, you know, was... but Bon Jovi, uh, uh, Lay Your Hands on Me. Best one. You know, Bad long Medicine. Version. It, it's, they're all concert stuff. Yes. Flying over the crowd. That's the good stuff. So embrace the cheese, right? Like you end each and every show. <laughs> My stay fresh cheese bags. Stay fresh cheese bags. Embrace the cheese. If you grew up with the cheese, don't let anybody tell you something's wrong with it. Embrace it. Mm, extra cheese, please. The last band of the cheese generation, of the glam rock generation, and I still think is one of the best bands of all time, and I get ragged on for it all the time. Steel Heart. Yeah, agreed. Oh, okay. my God. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh I'll my, give you that. One of the best guitarists of all time. Yeah, I'll give you right. that. Still around today. Right. Still doing it. Still doing it. Even at Super Bowls. All right. 916-909-0985. Oh, we're going to have your date. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, good. For, uh, for tomorrow night back on. Oh, great. Ni- Nyla or Nalia. You really like want to... me to try and screw it up before the date. I think that's why you keep bringing her on. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you like to know how often people shower, eat breakfast, make their bed, brush their teeth? Morning routines are very, very important. I'm a fan of regiments. I'm a fan of law. I'm a fan of order. There's a guy next to me. There's only one in the room that has no concept of any of those things. Hmm, I so who it maybe is. this story might help him out just a tad. All right, give us a minute. It's the BS on that A Rock. I'm convinced. Old people know what they're doing, and they purposely try to make it difficult for everyone, especially their kids. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really think that they have nothing else to do other than to make 
younger people's lives more difficult. And I'm going to tell you why. Mm. It was just during the break. I was, uh, you know, when you're listening to Soundgarden, I'm sitting there texting with my mother. My mother is 76 years old. She lives, you know, in Florida somewhere. And uh, <laughs> and and she she refuses to learn technology. Uh oh. Okay. Old dog, new tricks. Um, I want to rephrase that. Well, yes, she refuses, but she come, she she pretends like she isn't smart enough to know. Okay, that's what's frustrating. You know, you know what I'm saying. You are smart enough to learn this. That's a cop out. And I don't know if you've ever tried to mo- give a motivational speech to a 76 year old person. It doesn't work. Like that generation <laughs> is not listening. <laughs> they they are they are not reading the signs at Michaels. Okay, <laughs> they don't want to live, laugh, love. <laughs> So she texts me. She goes, do you have this guy's number? Which I've already sent her like four times prior. You know, she can't allegedly figure out her air conditioning. I've replaced the entire unit. And I had to replace the unit because she has too many damn animals in this small little house. And the cat piss broke the HVAC. That is a true story. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. So I replaced the whole thing. I don't know if you guys know how much it costs to do that. But it's not cheap. It's It's not. Super expensive. So I was like, I'm going to make this easy for you. And there's a nice guy that comes out, and he puts the, the thermostat on. And it's just a normal, it's not an old school, but it's digital, but it's uh-huh. button up, button down. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to change it. I'm going to put a, a Google Nest on there. Don't touch it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to do it on my phone. I'll be able to have access to it. And this was, this was months prior. She's like texting me every 10 minutes. It's cold. It's hot. It's cold. It's hot. It's cold. It's hot. It's cold. I'm like, oh, my God. we yeah. got to take the Nest down. <laughs> you got to give her control. So I have to hire the guy to come back to take it back down and put the generic one on there. <laughs> She can't figure it out. Some for some reason, it always breaks. The generic, the gen, the, the whole system. Oh, it's it's not working. It's blowing system. hot air. It's blowing cold every single time. There's always so she always asks me for this guy's number, and I'm like, dude, I'm working. I was like, I've given you the number. Save it in your phone. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. Oh, does so, she have a Rolodex? No, yeah, send, you should send her a Rolodex. Send her a Rolodex. Oh, like that old school Rolodex. The spinny thing that they used to keep when they'd fire you in radio. <laughs> we're gonna need your rolodex please yeah it's funny you're right <laughs> so she just texts me she just she's uh she just texts me she's like i need his number again so i quickly sent her the contact you know you go into your phone oh, contact. No. oh by the way i bought her a new iphone she's got a new iphone still so, i'm siding with your mother but keep going so i sent her the contact <laughs> There's no way she can move the contact in. And I said, I think this is who it is. You know, just, just, you know, she's like, well, can you send me the number? I said, I just did. She was, I didn't get it. So I sent it to her again. Still haven't gotten it. Do you see the thing where it says the name? Yeah. That's the number. Well, I, I don't see any numbers. No, that's his name. No, she doesn't see it. Well, this is, uh, I can't do this anymore. I said, I can't do this anymore. Figure it out on your own. Do you need me to take over? I feel your poor mom. Hey, I'm impressed that she's texting. Let's start with that. Is it voice texting or an actual text? Yeah, right. Voice oh, text. my God. She can't figure out to click co- the name and have the contact ad pop up. There's no, no way she knows voice Here's what text. frustrates me. We're not going to get this morning routine thing here, but here, here's what frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> Is that I try to, te- like, I, lo- I have very little patience. I know, shocker. Mm, right? I hadn't noticed. I have, I have little, little patience. My wife is a saint. She's got the patience of an, uh, of a saint. You know, she's just very, very patient. She's a very patient woman. So my wife will take over for me. Rachel take over. She'll start talking to her. I can't do it. I start getting angry. I start saying cuss words. I start yelling. 
you know, and now, now keep in keep in mind, my mother and I were estranged for 17 years. We just reconnected uh, this past October. We hadn't talked for 17 years. All right. Um, Who was controlling her heat up to that point? She didn't have any. Oh. She lived in Florida without air conditioning oh my for God. four and a half years. Old people are so wild. <laughs> Old people are so wild. <laughs> just like, but anyway, so when I was back there and I'm doing all these fixes to her place, I'm sitting down with her and I'm trying to explain to her. I'm like, you know, here's how this works. And I bought her an Alexa and all that stuff. And uh, and and she refuses. What do you? What's the face? Just her face. He's Nikki, like, what? I bought her all these things that are high tech for 2023. My mother's 76 years old. She's telling me repeatedly that I can't do this, but I refuse to believe her. At some point, it's going to break, and she's just going to effing get it. It's a big con. PTL for Rachel. Let's just say that. Here's the thing, Mickey. Is I'm about I, to go take care of your mother. I dare It's the you. Filipino in me. Yeah. She's- Here, here's the thing. <laughs> is I hate when people say they can't do something. I know you do. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what's wrong with you. I don't care about I don't even care if you're dead. <laughs> You can still, you can do it. Like, just ask a question. At least try. If you try and you try and you try and you can't do it, then you can't do it. There are things that I can't do. I can't throw a 98 mile per hour festival. Look at his comparisons. I can't throw a 98 mile. He can't. That's that's apples and oranges to being able to run a high tech air conditioning. I don't know. It sounds like it's probably the same, same for his mom at this point. They're both are as likely. It's not high tech, Mickey. It's literally. To you. An arrow up, and I've explained it to anybody. I spent four years being my mother's caretaker and dealing with her husband, who is was so challenged. It's just it's a patience thing, <laughs> and I think you just don't have it, and that's okay. I could train a <laughs> coked up monkey with Down syndrome. Now he's comparing his mother to a Why coked up monkey. Why are you talking bad about me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to use this thermostat. You can do it. I, <laughs> I find it very, very hard to believe that she she's not a dumb woman. That's the thing. She's not a dumb it woman. It has nothing to do with being dumb, but we'll talk about that off there, off radio. There are a lot of look, there are a lot of people <laughs> most I don't I think most people aren't dumb. They just try to be stupid. You know, there's a difference. Like you're not dumb. You can do it, but you're too lazy, so you're trying to be stupid. <laughs> it's very poetic. It was so poetic. Very profound. Mm. You roll your eyes in my poetry. My heart's just going out to your mom. Well, you should h- go out to me. Look at my phone. Oh, gosh, I want to yes. hug her right now. It won't stop shaking. <laughs> your mother or the phone? The phone. Oh. <laughs> it's like I got the iPhone Michael J. Fox Max Pro. <laughs> oh, no. Why did he have to go there? That was rude. Because the man knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Okay? Sorry. I'm a big fan of Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I love him, too. Same. Yeah. Do you know he inspired a lot of music? No. Oh, oh here we go. Walking right I'm into walking it, right into it. Go ahead, walk into the Didn't trap. you do this with your finger? No, no. no. Okay, how, okay. Hey, how did he inspire music? Well, thanks for asking, Nelson. Huh? Uh, a very, very popular song from Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing so hard he hit the button to make it louder. Right. Third round at... He he dies often. He runs out of breath. He thinks I'm hilarious. It's he's my like I pay, I actually pay him on the side to laugh. At if you could see my face. All right, third round of headlines, Mickey. Please, what do you have for us? By the way, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. I'm having fun with you both. You're making it easy. All right, well, yeah. I'm glad. So here we go, third round. Yeah, we'll tell you why California students' futures could be in jeopardy and. 
How Californians Have a New Way to Cruise the Golden State. Oh, I like that. All right, third round of headlines here in just a minute. Thanks for listening, uh, if you still are. <laughs> it's the BS on 98 Rock. Rock the BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, here we go. Third round of headlines already filling in nicely, I might add, for Nikki D. It is Mickey. Go ahead. Teachers in Oakland, California, begin strike over pay and social issues. H5. We don't get it. Their strength in numbers, and Oakland's teachers seem to have it, with around 3,000 on strike Thursday. Day one of picketing and calling for changes from the Oakland Unified School District. So the public school educators in Oakland, California, went on strike Thursday after contract negotiations in which they were seeking higher pay and more efforts to address social concerns failed to yield a deal. And the strike is set to extend through today, the district said. Oakland Unified School District schools still still were open to the district. Roughly 34,000 students Thursday and will throughout and will be throughout the strike unless otherwise announced. Yeah, I think there was a strike also in L.A. not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, you know, my daughter's got the day off because no teachers are at work. Like, everybody's protesting or everybody's striking. You got the writer's strike. You got the teacher. Is anybody working? Like, are we talking? What are we, you guys doing right we're now? We're working. Like, I mean... <laughs> Like the radio stations are working. When's right? the last time you heard radio people strike? Maybe we should strike. No, what what do we strike? What are we? What are we upset about? What? What do we? I mean, can we find so they can let the mailman come in and do our job? You know what I mean? Like, What's going to happen anyway? Right. So why don't we? So we might right. as well make some noise. <laughs> Just give though. more radi- ratings to the radio GPT. Why don't you? Uh, so so what? Uh, what are they? They want more money. What else they want? You said social. What? It's for uh, social concerns. Like so, what? Just the way that the student, they say that there's not enough money for the teachers, and they say there's not enough money going into the schools right. to support the mental health of the students. Correct. Well, well the teachers, <laughs> if you if you really wanted to, you know, complain about not getting what you want, you probably would have been striking for the past thirty years, and you'll strike well, for the next their, thirty. It's years. their second no strike in four years in Oakland. Yeah, you know, it's and, yeah, it, it's it, the, the teachers are so underpaid. Um, they're in a situation now, probably the worst situation they've ever had to be in because, you know, you see these videos all the time of these unruly kids and they can't do anything, uh, which sucks. You know, I mean, you should be able to, if a student comes up and is about to fight you, you should be able to lay that punk ass out. Yes. In my opinion, mm-hmm. just drop kick them. Boom. Right in the back of the na- noggin, uh, you know, and learn them, you know, to have a little respect for your elders. But they, they and so they go to the, they go to work fearful their, their life. Their jobs, talking about mass shootings, now they want to give uh, teachers guns because, like, if it's not hard enough to be an educator, now we want you to be a Navy SEAL. Yeah. (laughs) Now imagine your kid gets shot by the teacher trying to defend everybody else. Yeah, they'll have the money for guns, but not for supplies. Teachers are still paying out of pocket for things they need. It's literally the probably hardest job that exists right now and Uh most underappreciated job, and that's being an educator. Well, how about being okay. you being a member of the school district and then having to defend the fact that you say their demands are too high because ending student homelessness that's not on our agenda. Well, what do they want to do with that? They just want to get, well, I'm sure they want to have like places. An Oprah moment where everybody gets a house. You get a house. You get a house. You get a house. You get a, little Billy. I heard you're sleeping in the street. You're getting a house today. Uh, no, Miss Eshelman, we cannot do that. Oh. Hmm. 
we don't have the funds to continue to pay for mortgages for these students. <laughs> it's very, very sad. There is a uh, CBS, one of those CBS specials, whatnot, a couple years back, uh, and it was close to where I lived at the time. Had no idea. So oblivious to this. And they just had a bunch of kids out there, and these kids weren't eating. They had no food. Nothing. It, 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 mom was you know, working two, three jobs just to make ends meet. They're coming home by themselves. These kids are like 10, 11 years old. They had no food. They had nothing. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There's got to be something you can do about that, right? Because you know, like, these kids, so it's a huge problem. You know, they got to do something. They got to figure it out. Uh, anyway, all right, second story. A much better story. Yeah. Megabus service is coming back to Sacramento H6. Our drivers recite these four safety reminders. Ooh. So repeat after me, Snuggie. Mm. Watch your speed. Check your mirrors. Yeah, check your mirrors. Stay alert and stay safe. Stay alert and stay safe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Snooky was a part of their advertising campaign. Oh, my gosh. I thought I recognized that voice. The Bargain Bus Service Company announced their return to California on Tuesday with the first rides starting May 15th. And the, me- the Megabus had originally started in California with the routes back in 2010. Then it was discontinued. We loved it here, I promise you. So I'm glad this is back. They'll um, have offering three, tip- three trips a day between Anaheim, Los Angeles, Bakersfield, Fresno, San Francisco, Oakland, and Sacramento. You're very excited about this. I am. Uh-huh. It's a great way for the environment. It's it's an inexpensive way to travel. Like I think it's great. But you got to sit next to somebody for hours, yeah. a stranger. I said I'm sitting next to you. I'm doing fine. Yeah, but for eight hours, six yeah. hours. Oh, I don't know if I could sit next to you guys. I couldn't sit next to you anyone. You, I could. You, I don't know. Well, I couldn't sit next to anyone for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the mega bus is this the same? Because we had this back in in Georgia, and it would go from Florida to Georgia. I think that was Super Bus, wasn't it? Or was it called Mega Bus? It's called the Mega Bus. Oh, because there's one called Super Bus that goes through the Midwest. It'll take you from Chicago to Denver to. And it was kind of a joke back in Georgia. It's trash. Yeah, yeah it was. So. Yeah, yeah, we used to put our. Uh, <laughs> oh my God! What are you about to say? We used to put. <laughs> we used to put we, we used to put our mother-in-law on it. <laughs> To have her come up and watch our daughter so we could go oh to Vegas or something. Well, how else are you going to get her up here for $8.50? And then it was, uh, she got, I think she was like, all right, enough's enough. So I used my my points on my credit card and we flew her up one time. And after that, it was, I'm never getting on that bus ever again. <laughs> <laughs> but we went to go pick her up. Now, I don't know what the bus stop looks like here. It might be beautiful. It might uh-huh. be nice. But I'll tell you the bus stop in Atlanta for the sake is you better be wearing Kevlar. Oh, no. We're getting her off this bus, and they, like, literally, they took everybody's bags, and they just threw it in a pile, like, figure it out for yourself. Oh, my God. And I was watching some of the people get off this bus, and I'm like, I looked at Rachel, and I'm like, we can't put your mom with this thing anymore. It's just not- I can't believe you did to begin with. Oh, my Lanta. It builds character. It's like, oh, God, this just can't be safe. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, all right, Nelson's got his big date tomorrow night with, um, well, I'll, re- I'll, I'll re-up the story for you, but he's got a big date tomorrow night. This uh, this girl's really into him. It's really nice. She's been on the show a couple times this week. Uh, I, I'm going to help you out. I thank you. I want to be your wing dude. Love that. I, I went to the professional on, on the line, and um, <laughs> I've got a bunch of questions. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. That you should ask on a first date. Okay. I will ask them. Okay. I'll, so, I'll pull out the list and just ask them in order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I figure when we get Nyla on, mm. or when the date's over, nail you. Ooh. Uh, we get her on, and I'll just feed you some of these questions. Love and you, that. And you can ask her and see how uh-huh. she reacts. 
Excellent. And then just relive the moment tomorrow night. Understood. At the crab place. <laughs> right. that, I'm scared for you, Nelson. If, if that's not exciting for you, I don't know what excites you people. So uh, keep listening. It's the BS on any rock. Hey, welcome back. Appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Mickey filling in for Nikki D. Hello, hello. And there is Nelson. Code words for the VIP experience at Aftershock, including hotel stay. Coming up here in about 13 minutes, give or take, depending on how long I talk. <laughs> this is a very important segment right here. I need everybody to pay attention. <laughs> Uh, because everything is coming to fruition. It's mm. coming to a head tomorrow night. Mm. Just to just to get everybody up to speed, including you, Mickey, is uh, Nelson just moved into an apartment, and it is the most disgusting, crappiest, dirtiest place you could possibly live. Okay, mm-hmm. have you ever seen the movie New Jack City? Yes. You know the compound where they made the drugs. Stop it. Yeah, it's very much like that, but okay. dirt, but dirtier. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Like dabbier. It's so dirty that the soup kitchen didn't want to go there. It was too. It was, it was too dirty. That's really bad. Yeah, the the homeless shelter said no. It's too dirty. It's, it's I'm, not, I'm not going there. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, he lives there, and um, he goes and he, he he gets this apartment, and he gets fine. You know, he gets the okay. But all the girls in the office dig him. Why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, uh, do you have in about an hour? <laughs> I was going to answer that question. <laughs> But, Sorry, I know we only have so much time. So, so all these girls love him. Like they just absolutely love Nelson. They want Aww. they want to touch his ding ding. So, I was like, well, I told Nikki D. I go, we'll find one of them, and let's see, you know, let's do we'll do my man a solid and see if we can hook him up a little okay. bit. Okay, lovey lovey. So we find this fantastic woman that works there. That's one of the girls that that has the hots for him. Ah. And her name is Nyla. This is Nyla. She's back on with us. Nyla, how are you? All right, we're good. So Nikki D is not here, but Mickey, our midday uh, rock star, is filling in, and this is like kind of all new to her for the most part, I think. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so tomorrow night's the big night. He's taking her out for crabs. Mm-hmm. To, to get oh, okay, not to get legs. crabs, but to eat. Okay, got you. Yeah, 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 yeah she's lucky. Is is that a good first date place? Um, eating crabs on a first date. Well, I'm, 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 I'm sure the food tastes great, but it's kind of messy, isn't it? Or is that the point? I think that I think that's good. You want to take a woman out for messy on the first to see gotcha. how she handles it. Oh, good. Okay, good one. I didn't think of it that and way. And to see if she can deal with how I handle it. So you know, what I mean? facts. So it's like N- speed dating. So Nyla is is kind of she's a little pornography. She's wearing oh. like she's going to be wearing a low cut shirt. So. Her boobies. Cleave. Plenty so, of cleavage. cleavage. So, like, hide the legs and find the legs and hide the meat and find the meat. Yeah. Is that All a, the meat. Is that I like a, a Dr. Seuss porn? I'm <laughs> just thinking, like, crab meat. <laughs> hide it in crevices. Find it in crevices. Crevices. Ooh. All right. Um, and everything's good to go. I heard that uh, there might be a little bit of a hiccup. We're, we're good? Uh, um, yeah. Something kind of came up, but it, it'll be fine. It'll It'll be it should be fine. It'll be fine. What? Nelson? What? Well, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. You think she's no, going to show? No, it'll, it'll be fine. Oh, maybe we should take bets if she's going to show. Oh. What? What? Can you, you probably... You, you nah, probably she can't. can't get in on the bet. Like she has, She's like an athlete playing the game. She can't bet on the game. <laughs> All right. You don't get any action on this. It'll, but it'll, have you... It'll, it'll be fine. So, oh, and he, by the way, he's got $58 for this meal. He won it off a scratch-off ticket. That's all the money he's got. <laughs> no, that, that, you don't 
misrepresent. Fifty-eight dollars for a cra- where are you going? Is this like a benefit dinner and it's twenty dollars a person? And all you can eat crab. He said he has cash. He has cash. He'll be fine. Okay, okay. I'll be fine. Maybe th- is that why she is that why she's on the fence now? Because you keep telling her I only have fifty-eight. I have more than fifty-eight. Okay. He told me he only had fifty-eight. We're going to a K Rab. You know K R A B restaurant. She doesn't know that one yet. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fancy. I'm taking you to the Safeway Crab Salad section. Section. <laughs> Aisle four. K Rab section. <laughs> All right. So here, uh, do you have you prepped for this date? Uh, yeah. I mean, other than laying, I, I did lay my outfit out so that I, it would be nice. Oh, so it, like wouldn't be wrinkled. Yeah. Do you know the trick to that is put it in the bathroom so when you shower. Well, that's what I did. Except yeah. after I did that, I shook it, you know, so any uh, last wrinkles were out, and then I just lit. There's no oh. furniture anywhere in the apartment, so I just laid it neatly in the spare bedroom. <laughs> On the floor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's ready. Nyla, that's a man working for it right yeah, there. Completely working for it. It's- is oh. that what it, it's working? Oh my god, that's the funniest thing I've heard all week. That is hilarious. Okay, so you've got he's got his outfit, Mickey. He's wearing uh blue jeans. Uh-huh. But my nice ones, my dark blue. Yeah, dark blue. Okay, so like dress blue jeans. Uh, Gotcha. And then I'll pair it with my dress shoes. So it would be my suit shoes. Ooh, fancy. Okay, Uh, I I can see this. And a t-shirt under a white long sleeve shirt. (gasps) I call it my I call it the fancy sandwich. Because listen, the shirt, the nice white shirt, the dress shirt would normally be in a suit. That's the fancy. That's the bread. The nice shoes. That's also the bread. And then the meat is like the low key, dark blue jeans and a nice t-shirt underneath. Like a you're showing that you're serious, but you're welcoming and you're okay. Uh Like you're a big cuddle bug. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna look fine. He's gonna look fine. I'm excited. Other than the fact that. Now there might be a question mark of you showing up for whatever reason. Yeah, I question that. Is uh, is there anything, Nyla, that you're worried about possibly happening tomorrow night? Being seen with him by one of my coworkers. Okay. To be honest. Oh, okay. Because you can't f- you can't fraternize with the tenants. Yeah, no fraternizing. You, you can't no. bang the tenants. And the, and the crab, nope. the crab place is just down the road. Oh my goodness, that's why. But it's a good crab place. So I th- like, yeah. I thought she was going to say her ex. Can you imagine? Her I ex? was thinking that, oh, and I God. thought, oh my goodness, is this like did she pick this place? Cause... Hey Nyla, what you doing with that guy? No. I didn't know you were getting out this week. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. It's like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to stay at execution. They let me out. Yeah. That's um, what I'm concerned about. But so, it'll, it'll, it'll be fine. We'll, we'll push through. So, Nyla, uh, Nelson is really preparing for this date. And he wrote mm-hmm. down a bunch of questions. I changed oh. it up. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, I just want to read through something, some of the things that you might be asked tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. It's a pre, we call this a pre-interview in in the business. It's a pre-date. 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 Okay. Yeah. Nelson loves to pre-date. Because mm-hmm. he hasn't okay. been with a woman for a very long time. Yeah, there's a good chance I can pre-date. <laughs> he pre-dates three times a day. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, at least the pipes are working is all I'm saying. Um, okay, so <laughs> Nyla, I'm going to play Nelson. Okay. okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play. I'm, my name's Jason, but I'm going to play Nelson. And you're going to play Nyla. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, we just ordered crab legs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. This is kind of the beginning of the day. We just ordered a drink. Uh, hey, hey, Nyla. I was wondering, what are your five favorite foods with the most favorite first? <laughs> I'm going to read it oh. verbatim. Um, <laughs> my five favorite foods. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I have five, to That's, be honest. Okay. That's like, a- I, I love lasagna. I love a good mm. lasagna. Mm. Me too. Anything with chicken. I love chicken. Um, I'm not a fan of fish. Yeah. I'm not really a huge fan of, like, Chinese food or much Italian food. Okay, but, not to be rude, but yeah. I needed a quick answer. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move this date along. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Again, I'm Nelson, and that's yeah. probably what he would say. Remember, yeah. yeah. It's me. Okay. He's talking to you. We're going to keep it simple. Hey, <laughs> hey, Nyla, I hope you're enjoying yourself so far tonight. I'm Nelson, and I'm having a good time. What are okay. your five favorite kinds of meals <laughs> with the most favorite what? first? Move on from the food. What? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to read that one. I mean, I didn't mean to ask that one. Hey, Nyla, this is Nelson again. I'm at the date with you. I was just curious. What is your favorite color? Oh, no. Oh, um, my favorite color would probably be red. I like red. Or perfect red. Yeah, red. Those are my favorite Skittles. Oh, that's no lie, actually. Well, that's a good answer, Nyla. Our drinks are here. We should take a sip. <laughs> hey, okay, sip, sip. Hey, hey, Nyla, this is Nelson again, and I'm really having a good time on this date. I am going to tell you who I am every time, too. So. Oh, my God. I really, I've been curious this whole week since you've been on the radio program. What gifts do you like? Uh, money. Money. I like money, too. I, like I d- I, I don't have a lot of it. I like it. Oh. If I did have it, I would spend it. My f- friends have some of it. My dad has a lot of it. Unfortunately, you're probably going to have to use some of yours tonight. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, this date is over. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got more questions. Uh, hey, Nyla, this is Nelson. Oh, man. We should get a refill. Oh, there's our refill. We should take a drink. I've got a question for you. What is your favorite book or books of the Bible and why? God, this date is over. You're going to need more drinks, Nyla. Stop playing. It's very white. Do you read the Bible? I do. What are your favorite books of the the Bible or book of the Bible? Uh, Drink. (laughs) Okay. Well, what about favorite verse of the Bible? Oh, my God. Is this a... Mm. Okay. I like to be overprepared. Let's take another drink. Oh, my goodness. God, please. All right. So here's the deal. I'm going to stop there because I can see how uncomfortable this is getting. (laughs) The alcohol talking. I promise you, Nyla, I swear to God. All right? This is Jason speaking. I swear to God. I'm not going to let him come with these questions. Because okay. these are the questions. This is what happened. He woke up this morning. He comes over to my house. He knocks on the door. It's like 830. <laughs> I'm like, Nelson, what are you doing? And he goes, I, I've been up all night writing these questions for my date. I'm very, very nervous. Can you go over them with me? And I looked uh, and I looked at him and I said, you know, I think you should probably we should probably 
ask her, just do a touch. It's not going to work. Oh. Yeah, it's not going to work. Okay, well, I'll throw those away then. Yeah. I won't use those. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I would also throw out. Um, no, we're done, I thought. Um, how can that love be shown? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it was like a stream Lord. of consciousness. Okay. <laughs> There's some bad questions that you wrote down here. Well, they can't all be winners. Yeah. That's why I brought them to you. You weren't supposed to just oh, rip and goodness. read them. You're supposed to filter them a little bit. Maybe end the date this way. In what ways would you like me to sacrifice for you? Oh, geez. Ooh, that's actually kind of cool. Oh. That was number 42 on his list, Nyla. 42? Yeah, he's got 50 um, questions, so you got 50 dates in you. 50 first dates. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, and you're wearing that red uh, low-cut thing you, you talked about? Yes. Yeah, okay. You're gonna look, cleavage. You're gonna look, but if he comes with those questions, I'm going to have to cover up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You're going to know if the date's going well if the shawl is off. <laughs> Nyla's I don't shawl. want to have my boobage, my boobage out. Right. Oh, boy. About the Bible. I don't want to do that. Going out on a date with Nyla, she shawls to the wall. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear about it on Monday. You're, you're in good hands. I would say bring some extra cash just in case. Make oh, sure God. you have your debit card available. And, I'll um, do that. I'll just charge it to my rent. <laughs> And I look forward to seeing pictures and whatnot. All right, Nyla? Yes. Okay. You we'll, guys are great. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Okay. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. She's a very sweet woman. Uh-huh. Very sweet woman. I got to be honest with you, though, buddy. She's very patient with you. I'm rooting for you. I really am. But I, I, I just somehow I feel like you're not. Just don't think it's going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> I, in all seriousness, though, when she said that was the first time she had a little hiccup and like, eh, something, you know, Mike. Oh, great. Something came up as code for not so good. Right. Yes. Something always comes up in my life. <laughs> no, don't. Oh, it's fine. Uh, Cinco de Mayo's today. You're going to go out and celebrate the non-Mexican Independence Day, which is fine. I've been doing it for years. It's the way to get some tequila in your belly. Uh, there are deals that you can take advantage of. So we're going to run through some of those. Nelson will be participating in those deals this evening so he can save up for his date tomorrow night. <laughs> he was trying to get his date uh, tonight so he could take advantage of some of these deals. All right, give us a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Uh, and then at one point, one of the players, others, he gets up out of the stands. He goes up to the umpire on the field and just knocks him out. And this umpire is a disabled veteran, 63-year-old guy, disabled veteran, who just likes to, mm. you know, ump for the kids. And do, This is the second story in, what, two weeks? Uh-huh. About, what was the... The uh, other one was that there were parents that were so in arms about calls oh, and things Jersey. being made. Yeah, in Jersey, that they made it so if you were to attack verbally or otherwise one of the players, not the players, but the umpires, then you couldn't come back to the field until you had trained and then umped three games your, yourself. Yeah, I don't even think they trained them. I think they just put them out there to make fun of them. <laughs> but so, <laughs> as nuts as this is, and I'm sure if you're a parent, you've probably at some point in time maybe not seen something this extreme, but you've seen something where you get uneasy and you get, you know, it's just like that. There's always that one parent. Oh. I mean, you ever been to one of these games, Mickey, where it's you're just sitting there and it's, the person with the, the the empty gallon milk gallon that's got coins in it, and they just keep ranting in your ear. Oh, um, yes, especially in high school. 
they sitting were, next to parents. And yes. So here's the thing. With this all being said, I'm very jealous of this high school kid whose father came out and punched the umpire. I always wanted that dad. You wanted it. You wanted a dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, period at the end, I wanted a dad. I, 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 I wanted a dad, and I wanted that dad. Oh, my. I, wa- I always thought that the parent that was overzealous, that was, you know, here's a little twist on the story, that was, like, too much was the coolest. Because I never had that. Like, okay. my, my mom, you know, r- rarely ever came to any of my games. I love her to death, but she never came to any of my games. My stepdad sure the hell weren't coming to my games. Right. They had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, but I played baseball, basketball, football. Mm-hmm. Played all these different sports. Went to college to play football. You know, it's all one game. And, and so it was like, uh, you know, you look at the, the, guy, the kids that grew up with dads. And their dads were like, hey, you know, we got it after school. We're going to the batting cages or, huh. you know, we're going to the gym together. You know, we're, we're going to go out there. We're going to practice and tackle. I'm like, God, man, I wish I had a dad like that. My mother was a parent like that, but I wasn't in sports. But there was a time she tried to get a teacher fired because she called me obnoxious. Oh. Uh-huh. And I was. I remember it clearly. The teacher said, uh, you're being obnoxious. And I said, I don't know what that means. I was in fifth grade. So oh I went and tattled, and my mom went up and tried to have the woman fired. And years later, you realize the teacher was spot on. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's one hundred percent accurate. I was a little dick. But yeah. did but did your parents always stick up for you and believe you? Yes, mom did. Dad, we just hid everything from dad because he he just didn't couldn't deal with any nonsense. Mickey, what about you? Did your parents always believe you? Well, you're talking Gen Xers, so children are seen and not heard. So there wasn't any complaining from me to anybody. So apparently my parents just didn't know if anything happened. I was actually a good kid in school, though. Mm. I wasn't that kid. I wasn't obnoxious like Nelson in the fifth oh, grade or whatever. Fifth grade. The yeah. 30th grade. What grade am I in now? <laughs> I'm going to join you in the obnoxious train because oh. I was the same. But I, my mother never believed me. Oh. Never. I mean, so let me tell you, the only person that ever believed me was my grandmother. Aw. And when I was in, uh, I think it was third or fourth grade, uh, we all were gathered in the cafeteria. We we're singing something, and we we're all up on these bleachers. And the teacher, Miss McKinster, was the music teacher. This lady was the spawn of Satan. <laughs> she looked like Satan. She was just, you know what I'm talking about? Like those people? That just put the fear of God into you? Yes. Well, no, she's no. just, she puts the fear of God in God. <laughs> like she was just a horrible human being. And but she couldn't go into a church because the, the holy water would boil. Right. So she was like, she made it very clear. There's no roughhousing on the, uh, on the bleachers. It's like, okay, no problem. You know, I get up there and, and some kids start roughhousing. Mm-mm. But again, this is victim of circumstance because even as a young kid, I was always the kid that you know got in trouble and this and that. But I wasn't doing anything this time, I swear to God. And she comes over, she just automatically blames me. I'm the only person kicked out. She sends me back to the classroom. So the the show goes on, and my grandmother and my mother are watching this the show, and I'm not in it. And then everybody files out of the auditorium, and they come upstairs to the classroom to find me, and I'm sitting there crying. I got my head on the, the table, and I'm crying. And she goes. Uh, and they're like, what happened? And I said, no, but I didn't do anything. In the middle of everyone, the sea of everyone, my my grandmother rips Miss McKinster a new one. Ooh. Awesome. I would love to have seen that. Classic Grandma W. It, it was amazing. That's the last time and only time anyone ever stuck out for me. 
because oh years later in seventh grade, I get beat up by uh, the typing teacher, Mr. Burton, because I packed him in a basketball game and I rubbed it in his face. Oh, he chases me down the hallway and beats the schnizzles out of me. What? So I go home and tell my mom and we have this big meeting at school and we're sitting in there and I'm thinking that, you know, I'm going to tell my story and, and this guy's going to get in trouble. They all cite it with the teacher. <laughs> you know what she blamed it on? She blamed it on two things. Me wearing tank tops and having a black members only jacket. Well, black it. members only. She it. said that it was a bad influence and that I was the problem child. Where did you go to school? Because the only thing I ever worried about were teachers that drank in using their coffee mugs and hiding alcohol. Like, geez. What do you mean? I went to a public school. Well, I went to a public school up until I went to a Catholic high school. Because I got in so much trouble, and they never believed everything I said, so they're going to now believe these this religious folk. Oh, boy. And it was just uh, like an all-star roster of the rejects from public school. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's what Catholic school is. It's an all-star roster of rejects from public schools. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, uh, the, the father, he's 41, arrested, charged with battery. It was charged with battery on a sports official. <laughs> That's a thing. And disruption of an educational institution. Good. Very specific. He deserves it. Very, very specific. Very. Hello, I'm the father who was arrested and charged with <laughs> battery on a sports official. <laughs> and disruption at an education. Does the kid get in trouble? Oh, I, I guess I don't know. I didn't see whether or not the kid was. Like, I- if your dad goes out and beats up the umpire during your baseball game. Are you kicked oh, like the if team? you get... Um, benched and not playing or off the team or something. If, Ooh. if your coach is a jerk, but you shouldn't be punished because of the crimes of your right, father. Right, right. Oh, I think you should. You're so <laughs> ruthless. So the, the rest of the story is the kid who's 16 was charged with being the son of a father who was charged with battery on a sports official. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, second round of headlines. Filling in for Nikki D is Mickey. What do you got coming up? So we'll tell you who is who could be turning down nearly a half a billion dollars just so he can relax and which states are about to burst at the seams. Very good. All right. Second round of headlines. Two big stories from today. Please pay attention. Thanks for listening. It's the BS on 98 Rock. The BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. All right, here we go. Fourth and final round of headlines. Doing a fantastic job filling in all this afternoon for Nikki D. It is Mickey. Go ahead. A swarm of bees kept a flight on the ground for three hours, H7. Bees! Bees! Bees in the sky! Bees everywhere! God, they're huge! Those are, that's actually audio from this story. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so a Delta flight was delayed for three hours on Wednesday because there were bees on one of the wings. And a passenger even live tweeted this whole thing from the terminal. She started off by suggesting that the bees might fly away if the plane took off, but Delta didn't even agree. And according to the Twitter feed, all the crew had to do was just turn on the plane engines to scare the bees away. Uh-huh. Is that a fact? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything about bees and planes. Like, the geese are taking down planes. So the whole reason Delta didn't want to do it was because, you know, the big thing now is that we have to protect the bees. Save the bees. And they don't want to hurt them, kill them. Are you kidding me? No, uh, no bees. The, the bees. If the bees die, we die. Yes. That, I understand. Okay. 
That's fine. <laughs> how many? You know what I don't know is how many bees were there. A thousand bees, we could probably lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, so, sometimes you have to sacrifice the lamb <laughs> to feed the village. I know, but then think about it from Delta's standpoint, though. When the bleeding hearts come out of nowhere, you know, and they're and already then, in so much uh, trouble, right? Yeah, and it, so if if you're gonna protest over a thousand bees dying, <laughs> that, but three hours is a little extensive. You couldn't figure this out in half an hour? Well, there's nothing you could have sprayed at them. There's no, smoke? like... I guarantee there's guys on the tarmac smoking cigarettes. I'm just, just saying, have, smoke makes them drunk. Come on. Just Come get, on. Just get Randy to bring a pack of Marlboros over, and we get rid of these beats. <laughs> so here's probably what happened. Okay. is the, the first guy was like, dude, just turn on the engines and just kill them. They're going to be gone. And then somebody, like an intern, in the back of the room was like, no, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Why? Because if you kill the bees, we all die. And if you do this, I'm a part of a bee Facebook group. We will protest Delta. I believe that. And then somebody else is going to be like, yeah, dude, the bee thing's a big deal. And we're like, okay, we'll we'll run it up the ladder. They have to run it up. I guarantee. So two and a half hours was the arguing. Gotcha. Two and a half hours of just red (laughs) tape within the Delta office about bees. Finally, Dan Delta called down and said, just start the damn engine. He was like. Uh, dude, get rid of this intern. Just start the day. <laughs> we are so far behind right now. <laughs> you know that's probably what happened. <laughs> I would be so mad. If I'm trying. Where was it? It was a flight from where? I would didn't say. It was from. Uh, yeah, that didn't. I think say it was. It. Wasn't it going to Atlanta? Well, yeah, it was going to Atlanta. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. from Phoenix from or something. Le- Louisiana to Atlanta, oh. I believe. Yeah. Okay, so where the obese problem is, if if I need to get to my destination, (laughs) and like all these plane issues, for some reason, uh, their end destination has been Atlanta for like the last two weeks. A lot of trouble going on. I was waiting for Nikki D's flight to have issues. Bees, yeah, right, wasps. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I saw the story this morning too, and I was just. I was like, oh, my God, what if it's Nikki's flight? Wouldn't that be perfect for the show, though? I, I can only imagine when she got back, her talking about her flight being delayed because of a thousand bees. Damn bees. She, she would be furious. It would be great. It would be funny. <laughs> All right, uh, second headline, please. The Dutton Ranch is closing its gates. H8. It's not fair this life. <laughs> I know you deserve better. Yellowstone will officially come to a close after its fifth season, but a new season has been ordered to continue the story. This news, bro- this knows this news broke on Friday that the Paramount hit will return in November to air the final episodes, and an untitled sequel is set to debut one month later. Um, I want to know what the deal is with this because well, yesterday we were talking about Costner's mm. divorce, right? right? Pending divorce with his wife Christine of eighteen years. And uh, you were, I was like, well, it's, she's not going to get in the way of him continuing doing the show, even though he's got heat with the creator, Taylor Sheridan. Yeah. So there's just no way because of how the prenup reads. That was just my opinion. And now we're finding out day, the day after that it's done. So that leads you to believe. And again, I'm a Costner fan and his character on that show is amazing. Mm-hmm. But I do think that. If written properly, which I'm sure Taylor Sheridan would do, because he's a, he's a genius writer, that you could move on without Kevin Costner. Yes. Uh, and mm. s- so now, what I'm how I'm reading it is that no, you can't. Right, which is very strange. I can't believe they wouldn't have at least tried, unless they're going to take people from this show, which I had heard rumors about that too, and then make them characters on this spinoff. Ah. Well, they are going to do that because the, the the last season leaves off with Rip taking the cattle down to Texas. So that's where the Sixes Ranch 
spinoff is going to come into play. So, And this is a different one, though. I don't think this the one they're talking about is a, an entirely different series that they've given no details on. Then they have the one with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And that's back in time, though, right? Right. Like that's a rid- earlier. And then they have the one with Harrison Ford, which is back back in time. And they've they've been rumoring that McConaughey was going to be a part of one of them, but now now it report it looks like that's just a rumor. So if Taylor Taylor Sheridan's really creative, he's got two back in times, one current. He needs to have a future Yellowstone. That's never been done before. <laughs> to have a spinoff of the future, They're just robot horses. <laughs> Doc, we need the DeLorean. We need the DeLorean on this one. But that sucks because I love this show. Um, but I'm not surprised. I've, I've interviewed Cole Hauser, who plays Rip. Okay. Love Rip. And I interviewed him for the first season, and I had no idea about the show because I hadn't watched it yet. So I felt I feel stupid now because it turned out to be such a big deal. And all I could talk to him about was dazed and confused. Um, but uh, Worthy conversation. Thank you. But the, I talked to, I forget the one of the, the, the ranch hands. He was doing something. The old I, guy with the, the mustache? No, 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 no. Oh. It was the younger, good-looking guy. Oh, uh, Jimmy. No, That's not Jimmy. He's not. He's not good looking. Oh well. Anyway, right, so not. I talked to him, and he alluded to the fact that he's like, I'm not sure that we're going to go past season five. So I think this is my point: is I think it's understood, okay, from the cast that it was written for five seasons. Now, to that point. That's brilliant if you can cut it off because what happens with all these shows, mm-hmm. their shelf life is done. Walking Dead, I never even got to the end of it because I, I just lost interest after 12 seasons, 11 right. seasons. I mean, did you make it at least to Carl dying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where that should have ended. Right, yeah. You know, and then you would have been like, but the comics went on longer. Who cares? Comics should not dictate the shows, and the shows shouldn't dictate the comics. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, VIP passes. Brews and the Burbs, Saturday, May 20th, Sunrise, Nikki D, Nelson will mm-hmm. be out there. I got VIP passes for you. Fun times. Yeah, really good times. Good alcohol, good mm-hmm. breweries, good beer, good food, good people, good music. Yep. And also, I'm going to throw in a designated driver pass. So you bring a buddy that doesn't drive, you know, that can't drink. It's going to drive you, and they're getting all the snacks and the soft drinks and stuff that they can get. Here's how you win. You just keep listening here in a couple minutes. On Fridays, we do something called band class, where we'll play a song kind of outside the realm of what you might usually hear on 98 Rock. You be the first one to tell me the name of the song, the artist that sings the song, and the year it came out, and I'll give you the passes. The trick of this is to call now and just listen for the song. That's the trick. That's the trick. Right. Mm-hmm. 916-909-0985. But do what you want to do. Right. Uh, that's coming up. Roll some credits. Get out of here for a weekend here momentarily. It's the BS on 98 Rock. As always, we appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Mickey, our midday rock star, filled in for Nikki D today and did a phenomenal job. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, mm-hmm. the pleasure was all mine. The honor was all mine. You're great. You're really great. Thank you. Really, really, really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's Nelson. And you were really great. Gr- I'll take a girl. <laughs> Just kidding. My favorite bear. Yeah. Your favorite bear. All right, that was band class. <laughs> I need the name of the artist. I need the title of the song, and I need the year that it came out so I can give you these VIP passes to Bruise and the Burbs. So let's go to Christy in Yuba City. How are you, Christy? I'm well. How are you? Good. Do you know the band? Did you play the song? Uh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was the song I was supposed 
a no. I'm so sorry. Do you want to just take a guess? I want just out of the blue, take a guess what the band is. I have no idea. I what I, I have no just idea. the first band like, that comes to mind. What is it? Queens of the Stone Age? No, that's not Queens of the Stone Age. I, I got to run. Ben in Granite Bay, what was the band? The band is called Wall of Voodoo. The song is called Mexican Radio. Came out in 1982. You got one out of three correct, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not looking for that version. Tracy in Granite Bay, what is the name of the band? I was going to say Wall of Voodoo. No, it is not Wall of Voodoo. All right. By the way, I'm losing people here. So 916-909-0985. They're not far off. Uh, Alec in East Bay, what's the name of the band? I'm going... I'm going to go with... uh, No, it's wrong, but I'm going to go... Some 41. No, sir. They did tour with Some 41 one time. No. Uh, James Placerville, go ahead. Um, I'm going to say it, it's not Wall of Voodoo, of course, but um, this uh, it's the, uh, the Mexican. Hold on for a, hold on for a second. Let him help. Hold on for a second. Mexican radio is correct. Just let's make that very clear. That is the name oh, of the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but there was a band that redid it and was very popular on rock radio. Uh. Box of Moonlight? No. No. I've heard about it. I'll let you go. I don't think anybody's going to get it. Oh, no. I got everybody on the phone, but nobody got it. Hmm. Did you know the answer to this, Mickey? I was going to go Wall of Voodoo. That's where I'm stuck. Uh Oh, let's see. It's not Wall of Voodoo. All right. 98 Rocks, the BS. What is your name? Uh, Vinny. Vinny, my man. Where are you calling from? Marysville. All right. What's the name of the band? Uh, Les Claypool. No, sir. That is incorrect. <laughs> I love him for trying. 98 Rock, it's the BS. What is your name? My name is Mike. Hey, Mike. Do you know the name of that band? Authority Zero. That a boy. Nicely done, sir. And the year that it came out? 2004. That a boy. Nicely done. You are the man. And you have to hear him say the name of the band, though, right? Or the, the song? Because you've only asked him two of the three questions. Oh, and what's the name of the song? Mexican Radio. There you go. So I want to be a... For rules, you know. Yeah, I already, we already said that. Well. All right, buddy. You got two VIP tickets uh, and a designated driver pass for Brews and the Burbs Saturday, May 20th. You're going to join Nikki D and Nelson out there at Sunrise Marketplace, okay? Awesome. All right. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Be safe on your Thanks. Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, Authority Zero, 2004, redid Mexican Radio from Wall of Voodoo. Uh, it was off their second album. I think it's pronounced... Andiamo. Mm, um, Andiamo. Look at her. Andiamo. Andiamo, which means we go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I remember this band in 2002. New Rock Alternative was the format, very popular format in rock radio. These guys were on Lava Records, the Bueller Brothers. Oh. And uh, they were making a name for themselves. One More Minute was their first big song, I believe, in 2002, off of Passage in Time. Uh, Jason DeVore is, I think, the only g- original guy in the band. They're an Arizona band. And I loved them. I thought they were great. And they they were a tour beast. They were always touring. Mm-hmm. And you would go and you'd see them, and you'd be like, they're one of those bands, because they're a very politically charged band. They re- they redid the lyrics to Mexican radio uh, be- uh 
because they were against uh, the the, um, the Iraq War, right? Yeah, invasion of Iraq in two thousand three. Mm-hmm. So they're like a politically charged band, and so you'd go see them in concert, and all their radio songs, everything else was nothing like them, right? <laughs> they were very, very like Flowbots, the band Flowbots. Uh-huh. Nothing like the radio song. Right. It's just nothing like the radio song. But either way, they're nice dudes and they're a cool band and it's Mexican radio because it's Cinco de Mayo. Yay! Hey. There you go. All right, give us a follow on social media at Listen to the BS. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We'll follow you back at The Bailey Show on YouTube. You can get all of our podcasts on the Odyssey app. That is free to download. You should have it on your phone. Also on our website, thebaileyshow.com. You want to make sure come Monday you're listening to Mickey doing midday starting at 10 a.m. Thank right. you very much, yes. Right. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. Thank you for this. Right. We, I always ask Nikki D, just like I want to ask Nelson, you want to leave the audience with anything? Would you have anything to say quickly? Stay fresh, cheese bags. There you go. That's what I was expecting from you. Nelson? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be dining tonight on some very authentic Mexican food. Two tacos, 99 cents, jack-in-the-box. Thank you. Not a boy. All right, look, have yourself a great, <laughs> safe weekend. If you're going to be doing some drinking, I'm sure you will be tonight. If you've had too much, please do not get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that, and I don't want to see it happen to you. We'll talk to you Monday at 3. And bye! That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. One big award.